Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Even if something's safe, he resurrects it. Weighed down by challenges and frustrations each day, God has provided you a better way to live. What is the land of Canaan for the believer today? What is the land flowing with milk and honey for you and I today? Our inheritance today is not a physical land. Our inheritance is rest. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Remain at Rest and Receive God's Best. You can also request Joseph's latest two-DVD album, Possessing Our Possessions, and discover how you can step boldly into your inheritance in Christ. This collection includes the brand-new two-DVD album, Boldly Ask, Boldly Receive. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Sometimes as leaders, we suffer at the level of growth of the people, but we love the people. And Joshua and Caleb followed them for 40 years until those 20 and above, they grew old. All right? But it's not because of old age, but because of judgment. One by one, all died in the land of the wilderness for 40 years until Joshua and Caleb brought the new generation, amen, into the promised land. Amen. So now they enter the promised land, 70 years after, so 38 years. They wandered, because of 38 from the time of Kadesh Barnea, to seven years here is 45, right? So seven years after they were in the promised land, at this time, Caleb was 85 years old. He was 40 years old when he was sent as a spy in Kadesh Barnea, when all that story happened just now. Now he's 85 years old, and he's in the promised land already with Joshua. They are the only two from that generation. And this is what he said to... By the way, there are still areas to possess. There are still possess, possessions to possess. All right? There are still enemies around in the land after seven years. And this is what Caleb told Joshua. Joshua 14. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back, back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, this 45 years. So he was 40 years old, now 45, he's now 85, right? Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now here I am this day. 85 years old, Caleb said. As yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and for coming in. He says, I am as strong. And by the way, he's a man of God. He's not lying. 
Amen. They already received the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not lie through Moses. And he's a man of God. He says, I'm as strong today as I was. 85. When I was 40 years old, I am as strong. This man stopped growing old because he believed God. Somewhere in that wilderness, all right, at Kadesh Barnea, the moment he believed God, he stopped. God says, you won't grow old with the rest. All right, because the rest is judgment, but, but you're going through because of love for them. Or I'll bring you as if you are still 40 years old. Even though your age is 40, 85, as far as God is concerned, God can keep you young. I am as strong. Now you think that it's a spiritual strength. No, now it's my strength for war. And just to prove the point, there was a hill country called Hebron. And many of you who've been to the cave of Abraham in Machpelah, it is an area where you have to go with escort and all that, you know, and it's not in the normal trip. We don't recommend people to go there because it is, it is uh, uh, quite a dangerous area now. But I've been there more than once, and there's a hill country where the Anakims were. And this is what Caleb, 85-year-old man, said to Joshua. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. You heard in that day how the Anakim were there. The cities were great and fortified. And maybe the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Joshua blessed him, gave Hebron to Caleb. Next verse. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. The name of Hebron formerly was Kiryat Arba. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. The Anakim are the giants they were afraid of many years ago. All right? The greatest of them lived in that hill country. And you know who was the one that took him out? An 85-year-old man. Hallelujah. All right. Go back to God's command on Caleb. Go back 45 years. He has a different spirit. My servant, look at, look at God's heart. My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit. I wish God can look down at some of you here, and God can say, Joanne, she has a different spirit from all her colleagues. Lauren, he has a different spirit from all his pastors. Amen. I wish God can just say, look, look, look at that guy. Look at Gabriel. Look at, look at Pastor Gabriel down there. Look at him. Look at his spirit. Look at what he's saying. Right now he's going through a trial, and he still has a good opinion of me. He believes this trial is only temporary. In fact, he's feeding off this trial. He's saying this trial is food for him. More food, more strong. Obviously, Caleb ate a lot of giants. Amen? Amen. He ate a lot of difficulties. He feeds off difficulties. And he's strong. Praise God. And God is saying, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Hey, come here, come here. Gabriel, the archangel, come here. Look at this Gabriel down there in New Creation Church. What do you think, man? Come on, take some muscles from Lawrence. Give it to him. Come on. Amen. Amen. Take some good looks from Pastor Chief and put it on his face. Come on. Come on. Give him all the blessings. Give him all the provision. Come on. I love his spirit. I love his spirit. And all the angels say, what a spirit. Look at it. He has a different spirit. Come on. The world is full of negativism. He has a different spirit. It's a spirit of faith. But don't think that people will welcome you when you speak faith. The congregation want to stone them with stones. Right? Right? If you look at it carefully, you drop down, you see they want to stone them with stones. And this is what God did. The glory of God appeared. And God says, look at my servant Caleb. He has a different spirit. I wonder if God 
looks across this church. God looks across Grace Revolution in Dallas. Well, God finds someone, he bypasses everybody else who is wandering, W-A-W-O, wandering, wandering, wandering. Will God do it? Don't know, maybe he will. But God, I think God is good, but I don't know about my case. I know he loves Pastor Lawrence, but I'm not Pastor Lawrence. Pastor Lawrence is handsome, I am not so handsome. He's got muscles, I don't have muscles. You are W-O-W-A, you are wandering, wandering in the wilderness. No, my friend, you must have a good opinion of God. Faith is having a good opinion of God. When God tells you to do something, it's always for your good. You understand? He's not, trust me, God is not asking you to do something so he becomes a richer. Without you, he's already rich. So it's always for your good. I'm not referring to wealth, material things. I'm referring to rich in the spirit. It's for, it's for you to become rich spiritually with wisdom, with understanding the ways of the Lord. The spirit of faith is missing. Everything in the media is telling you about terror, about this, about that, the bad things happening, stock market, this and that kind of thing. Who will rise up and say, God will provide. My God will provide. Amen? And God loves it. God will say, look at that. Look at that boy. Look at that girl. Come on. Send the answer, angels. God loves it. No, no, Pastor Prince, now's the days. You know, at the age of 45, we all feel tired already. You know, we all... Uh, what excuse do you have? Caleb was under the blood of bulls and goats. We are under the blood of Jesus. They were under law. We are under grace. All right? What excuse do you have? Well, Pastor, uh, 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 we are terrorists nowadays. They are terrorists, huh? They're so huge, so tall. Just let you know something about the terrorists that they were afraid of. Many years after Kadesh Barnea, Joshua, before he went to the promised land, he sent two spies. And the spies hid in the house of a prostitute named Rahab. And Rahab says, <laughs> in essence, she didn't say this exactly, but this, in, in essence, what she said, we heard how God dried up the Red Sea. That was 40 years ago. God dried, and when we heard all the inhabitants plus the giants in the land, all of us were trembling. Israel was trembling at their enemy. They were trembling at Israel. Always remember this. Your enemies, your difficulties may look big in the natural. All right, compared to God, it's puny. And have a good amen. Amen. I mean, our God is the giver of life. Our God is the God of resurrection. Even if something is dead, he resurrects it. I was in um, the States two months ago, and in my hotel room, God gave me a revelation, and I shared with my pastors, Pastor Lawrence also, um, this revelation. You all know, know about the, the, the ten plagues in Egypt, all right, through Moses. The Pharaoh refused to let God's people go. So the first plague was turning the river Nile into blood, right? The funny thing was this. The Bible says when Moses turned with the rod of God, he turned the water into, into blood. The magicians of Pharaoh also showed Pharaoh, Pharaoh, we can do it also. Take the water, turn to blood. Adding the problem, actually. And then the next plague was this. Moses brought, by the plague, he brought all the frogs 
out of the river into their houses, into the palace, into their cabinets, into their beds, and flocked everywhere. Web it, web it, web it, web it, web it, web it. Amen. Out of the neck. Ah, web it. You know, under Pharaoh's hat. Web it. Everywhere, web it. The wife opened her, her, her cupboard. Web it, web it, web it, web it, web it. Now, you Chinese will probably celebrate. But they have frogs everywhere. I mean, it's a real problem. And the Bible says, thanks. And, and listen, you know what the magician said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's magician? The occultic people, the witch, the witch and the wizard. You know what they said? We can do the same. And they, took, and, and they also summoned their, their incantation and frogs came out of the, the river as well. Now, actually, no-brainer. They're adding to the problem. Okay? All right. So they, can, they, can, they claim they can duplicate the first one and the second one. But the third one was the plague of lice. L-I-C-E. Blood-sucking lice. And you know how small they are. Some of you can't even see lice. Every time I share this, people start scratching their heads. I don't know why. <laughs> All right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't cause your neighbor to be fearful. Anyway, what happened was in the third plague, Moses took the rod. I mean, Pharaoh's heart was still hardened. And Moses said, the third plague, he took the rod, he hit the dust. And you know how dusty Egypt is? It's dust everywhere. And all the dust turned into lice. There was lies on beasts, lies on men, women, a pauper, to the prince. All of them had lies on, on them, blood-sucking lice. Now, this is very interesting because, by the way, I forgot to tell you, the frogs, you know how they got rid of frogs? Pharaoh asked Moses to come to his palace. He said, please, please get rid of frogs. If you let my people go, whatever, get, get the frogs away. And Moses asked Pharaoh this question. When you want the frogs to be away? You know what, you know what Pharaoh said? He says, tomorrow. <laughs> Read your Bible. It's crazy, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Pharaoh says tomorrow, one more night with the frogs, please. <laughs> when you want it to be over, tomorrow. Give me one more night. That one more night is not there. He just said tomorrow. That's the wisdom of the world. Anyway, now it's the third plague, the lice. All right? All the dust. In other words, think about it. Dust became lice. And it's full of dust everywhere. This is the the dividing line happened. This was the demarcation point because the magicians of Pharaoh says, we cannot reproduce this. This is the finger of God. This is, what said. This is the finger of God. I asked the Lord, why is this third plague, the, the drawing line, that even the magicians said this is the finger of God? What is so special about this? And God said this to me, the devil cannot produce life. The first two was not life. The frog just came out of the river. But this is life from dust. Only God can make dust into life. But in the natural life, we generate into dust. Only God can take dust and make it into a life. But I thought, why, why? Why lice? Why not an eagle, you know, majestic and all that? Why, why choose lice, L-I-C-E? God says, I want to prove that even the magicians cannot reproduce the smallest 
Is he your naked eye? That was free. That wasn't my sermon. It's free. I thought it was quite an exciting revelation. Praise God. Preach it, Pastor Prince. Hallelujah. Only God can give life. Only God can give life. Amen? The devil can only take life away. Kill this person, kill them, bomb this person, bomb that person. They cannot give life. Only God can give life. Amen? Praise the Lord. So let's go on. And uh, I just want you to have that same spirit of faith. Amen? Now, faith doesn't pretend the problem is not there. Joshua and Caleb never said, no, 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 giant. No, I don't see giant. Eh? How do you see? <laughs> eh, it takes a secure man to look ugly. Eh? <laughs> All right. Pastor, you don't have to try. Okay. Now, the spirit of faith acknowledged the problem is there, but compares the problem with God. There is something about us, we all are naturally inclined to the visible, to the palpable, that which can be touched, that our five senses can take in, and that's why um, the people of God wanted a golden calf. They want something they can touch and feel. When God says to Israel, I'll be your king, they say, no, no, we want to be like other nations. They have a king they can see. God says, I'll be your king. But you are invisible. We want visible. You know? It's our flesh. Our flesh craves for that which is visible, for that which is palpable, for that which is, which is uh, 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 something they can touch. You know? But God lives in the invisible realm. So the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 that our light affliction, whatever you're going through right now, God calls it light affliction, which is but for us, which is but for a moment. Whatever difficulties you're going through, it is only for a moment. I said it's only for a moment. But it's working for us what? It's working for us. Listen, whatever difficulty you're going, those of you who have an easy life right now, no problem, don't listen, this is not for you, nothing is working for you. This is for people who are going through difficulties, through afflictions. It is working for you a far more, like the cluster of grapes, a far more exceeding and eternal, not temporary, eternal, permanent, not for a while, weight of glory. Woo! Weight of glory. I said weight of glory. Amen. But does that mean that anyone that goes to trouble comes out with a weight of glory? By the way, I just want to say this weight of glory real fast, real quick, okay? There are people who are, in the, in the Bible, cursed. The word cursed means light, like steam, like water, steam. It floats. It's light. That's the word curse. And, and the word Glory is the word heavy, kavod in Hebrew, kavod, heavy, heavy. Uh, there are people who come in, they don't make an impact on anybody. There are those who speak and they make an impact. There are people who step into a room, people feel their presence. There are those who step into the room, no one knows that they are there. All right? I've seen in our church where ladies walk into a boutique, the boutique has no one. They step in and people start coming in. Glory is there. I've seen food courts where, <clears throat> food courts where our, <laughs> our church people... <laughs> Church people walk into it, right? It's empty, and all of a sudden, people start coming in. Amen. We came to the star. Now the star, all around the star, is getting blessed. And I'm telling you, we are bringing the blessing. Amen. The blessing is where you are. So even your trouble is working for you, working for you, a far more an eternal weight of glory. Amen. That, that your words will carry weight. 
Does that mean that everybody who goes through trouble, they have these blessings? No. It goes on to say, while we do not look at the things which are seen, visible, but at the things which are not seen, invisible. So all these blessings and your trouble works for you when your eye is on the invisible, not on the visible, on the unseen and not the seen. For the things which are seen, visible, are temporary. Say temporary. The doctors give you a, your x-ray, say there's a black dot here. Can you see it? Temporary. Amen? Amen. All right, whatever it is in this world, look at my wallet, nothing. Look at my bank account, available balance, nothing. What is that? Can, can you see it? Yes, nothing. I can see nothing. Temporary. Amen? So, you tell your friend, see, ugly or not? Yeah, you're quite ugly. Temporary. You can see it. Good news. Temporary. Amen? So, in God's economy of things, the way God sees things, you know, everything in this life that is invisible, that is unseen, the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen, unseen, are eternal. Is God seen? No. Is God here? Yes. God is eternal. Angels are eternal. Blessings are eternal. You cannot see blessings. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. You can't see it. You, what you see are the effects of blessings. Someone's Someone is prospering. Someone's health is, is being blessed. Someone's married life is being blessed. The marriage come around. Water turns to wine in that marriage. You are seeing the effects of the blessing. You cannot see blessing. It's eternal. It's invisible. Satan himself is a spirit. That's why hell was created because Satan cannot be annihilated, in, in a sense, disappear. Because he was created by God. He's a spirit. Spirits are eternal. Demons are eternal. They were once upon a time angels, fallen angels. So there's a place called hell prepared for the devil, Jesus said, and his angels. But those who, who reject Jesus as our Savior, all right, reject the goodness of God, reject the love of God, they're actually following the devil into hell that was actually never prepared for men. So think about it. When our natural inclination, we want to see it. I want to see it. I want a statue of Jesus here. Then I can talk to him, you know. The flesh craves for that which is palpable, visible. Pastor Prince, you say that God supplies all my needs. Look at my wallet. What are you looking at? So your affliction is not working for you in glory. It's not working for you because you're not looking at the invisible. The Bible says at the age of 120, Moses, when he died, his eyes was not dim, nor his natural force abated. He walked up to the mountain where he died. He walked up the mountain, y'all. Some of you can't even walk up the hill. He walked up the mountain and then he, he breathed his last, the Bible says. And when he died at 120, his eyes was not dim, nor his natural force abated. I have a whole teaching called Secrets of Youthfulness and Strength, which I touch on all this. You can get it, okay? But I want to cover this. Just let you know that what was his secret? Well, one secret we know is this. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, Moses endured, and the word endure here has a physical bearing on his body, seeing him who is invisible. His eye was always on Jesus. He saw him who is invisible. In this world, they say that if it's invisible, it's not real. If it's visible, it's real. That's nonsense. Because we know the atoms that you don't see, they are real. And they are there eternal. Your chair, visible, but we know it's not eternal. 
anything you see, is, you know, so we must get out of this place where we depend on that which is seen, touchable, palpable, you know, and, and get into the realm where it's invisible and learn to be comfortable there because that's your real home. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-901-4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Joseph Prince. Your only fight is to stay in faith. Fight remain in faith. Fight the good fight of faith. In other words, the difficulty is there, but you say, Father, I thank you. This battle is yours. Thank you, Father. My eyes are on you. Thank you, Father. You have overcome this problem. And devil yells, you can still see it! Lord, my eyes are on you, Lord. Amen? Weighed down by challenges and frustrations each day, God has provided you a better way to live. What is the land of Canaan for the believer today? What is the land flowing in milk and honey for you and I today? Our inheritance today is not a physical land. Our inheritance is rest. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Remain at Rest and Receive God's Best. You can also request Joseph's latest two-DVD album, Possessing Our Possessions. Learn how you can have a different spirit, one of faith that looks at your challenges as bread to strengthen and increase you. This collection includes the brand new two DVD album, Boldly Ask, Boldly Receive. Let Joseph establish you in Bible truths about prayer and expose wrong beliefs that have held believers back from a restful yet powerful prayer life. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Thank you, Grace Revolution Partners, for your prayers and generous support that helps us broadcast the gospel into millions of homes around the world. With your help, we're also able to be on the ground to reach out and make a difference in impoverished communities across Asia. If you've been blessed by today's message, we invite you to partner with us to impact the world with the gospel of grace. Call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org slash partner today.
about you and me Forget about the other things The things that were finding me I strayed away so far I'm praying every single day One day I would see your face And the stains would just wash away I'm running home to you everybody. 
got to guard this promise. We must labor to rest. Everything that you would ever need. God provided at Calvary. There is a rest.
How are you? Give us that 
measure our faith, that measure of faith to believe, Lord God, that whatever we ask in prayer, Lord God, it shall be given. Father God, I ask right now that you are north our worship leader, the, the one who will bring the message this morning. Let her tongue, Lord God, be loose, Lord God, so she can speak what that so says you. Place a special anointing upon her head, Lord God, that she may speak with boldness, Lord God, that the words that she would deliver to us from you, Lord God, will be a blessing to each and every one of us. Father God, we ask that it will be rooted in our heart and that it will, be, will grow, Lord God, that it will flourish, Lord God, and that it will change situations. He will change the atmosphere. Father God, we ask that you will bless each and every one that come on this call, every household that is represented on this call. All those that we pray for, Lord God, let them receive the blessings that only you can give, Lord God. For we know that your word teaches us, Lord God, that the blessings of the Lord make us rich and it adds no sorrow to it. So, Father God, we ask you that you move right now. Father God, we even lift up Sam right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. His father, his mother, his daughter, his tennis, Lord God, his business, everything that he has touched or involved with, Lord God. We ask right now that you will change it, Lord God, that you will turn it around for your good, Lord, and your glory. Let them see you, Lord God through the blessings that only you can give, Lord God. Let them feel your presence move upon their household, Lord God. We ask right now, Lord God, that you would change anything that the devil is trying to take from them, Lord God. For we know, Lord God, that you can restore that which the enemy is trying to take away, Lord God. We ask right now, Lord God, that you would bless Erica right now, even as they come and pray, Lord God. Everyone that will take participate in this call, Lord God, let them be richly anointed, Lord, with your power, Lord God, that's so high. We lift up those who are unsaved, Lord God, that their minds will be changed. We ask, Lord God, that you will permeate the atmosphere, Lord, with your presence, Lord God. Let us feel the anointing, Lord God, that comes from all high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Precious and Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We come before you in the spirit of thanksgiving. We just thank you that as we arose this morning that things were as well as they are. We thank you for another day. We thank you for the activity of our limbs. We thank you that we are in our right minds, oh God. We just thank you for all of the blessings that you have bestowed upon us today. We don't take anything for granted. We know that things can change in a moment's notice, and so we just really thank you that things are as well as they are. We thank you for your praise being on our lips. We thank you for the capacity. We thank you for the ability. We thank you for the presence of mind to even want to call in this morning to to share and to um, come together and to declare your word this morning, to pray together, to read together, to learn and grow together. So we just thank you for that. We thank you for all of the things that you are doing for us, oh God. We thank you for things that we have no idea that you're going to do, that you are working out yet right now that we are unaware of. We just thank you for your word and we thank you for direction. We thank you for everything that that you continually do for us um, on a regular basis. And today we just ask for you to move through the line. We ask that your spirit be here and rest in this place and dwell in this place. We thank, we just ask that you just come down and that you be with us 
and that you just guide and order our words and guide and order our steps so that we say the correct thing, so that whatever it is that you would have to be the focal point of the left lesson, even if it's something different than what it is that we thought or what it is that we had in mind or had planned, we ask that you just move it, that you turn it in whatever direction that you will have for it to go this morning. And we just ask that you, <coughs> excuse me, we ask that you just open everyone's hearts, open everyone's minds and, and ears and spirits to receive whatever it is that each individual is supposed to receive this morning because we know that each of us are uniquely and individually made and there's different courses for all of our lives. So whatever it is that's supposed to feed each and every one of us individually and then as a collective, we just ask that you just have your way with that, O oh Lord. And again, we just ask that you move and that you rest um, with this prayer call this morning. And we just ask your continued blessings upon all of us. And we just ask that you make a way for those who may want to be on the line but maybe are having trouble being able to get on or not in a position. And we thank you for those who have it in their minds and hearts to be on the call with their circumstances, situation just prevents them from doing so, God. And for those who may have forgotten, for those who may have fallen asleep, for those on whatever situation, you know, we just ask that you just stop them, that you put them up, that you just create a path for them to be able to call in and get fed and get whatever it is that they need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Am I supposed to go now? That's correct. Oh, what if I don't want to go? Look here. Look <laughs> yeah. here. Is that your teacher's um, voice? You trying to get me? Send me to the principal's office? Nah. Oh, wait, wait you don't have a Right, because you, all right now, because I don't do detentions. I snatch them up and take them to the broom closet. <laughs> look, look, you like the old people say, do you have a strop? Not a strap, but a strop. Do you have a strop? <laughs> <laughs> Apply to that back end. <laughs> Boy, education, huh? Uh-huh. You better believe it. Oh my God, y'all missed. All right. Oh Jesus, what's gonna happen this morning? You never
Puyarara kosike terara kombaka sa randiri kosike he sharara kombaka ha. Father God, we praise your name. We glorify you. Sharara kosike terara kosike terara kosike terara kosike terara kosike terara kosike Jesus, yes, yes, yes. Hayaka rokose. Yes, Lord. Randere kosaka. Yes, Father. Hosher rakanda. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Haraboshi karandere kose. Yes, okay, Father, I got this, I got this, I got this. You ready, Lord? You ready? He said, okay, yes, 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 okay, okay. You there, Lisa? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Put your hand on your head. Got it. You ready? Mm-hmm. I know you might need both hands, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, Father God. Bushakaha. Mmm. Yes, Lord. Poradaka. Oh, deeper inside of a Lord. Mmm. That spirit now. Ho. Mm, right there. Connect. Connect with that spirit inside of a Holy Spirit. Mm. And I can now begin to rise up, stir that up, Lord. Those giftings that are inside of a Lord. Those giftings and anointings that are inside of a Lord. Let her begin to flow with them, Lord. Let the anointing, the power, the love, the directions, the strength of God begin to flow in a Lord. Now, open up her spiritual eyes, Father. Her spiritual eyes. Mm. So she can see what you're doing. Her spiritual ears so she can hear from you. Oh, Lord. And let her tongue speak that which you say to her, Father. She's a willing vessel, Ramba, that you are using today, Lord. She's a willing vessel. Now, in the name of Jesus, I bind you, Satan. I cast you away from that household. Even from what you're desiring to do, we say it will dismantle. It will bear no fruit from that household. Let the hedge of protection, the blood of Jesus, cover that household, Father. Oh, there it is, right there. Right there. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. There we go. Now she can move. Now she she can flow. Oh, the enemy is on the run now. Ha, ha, ha. The angels are chasing her. The angels are moving her in a great and mighty way. Now she's experiencing freedom. Mm. Now she's walking in anointing. Yes. Now there's a lightness, a strength. Oh, she can say, mm. yes, I hear, I see, I can move now. Ha, Father God, bless her. Bless her, Father, so she can move. So she can do that which you called her to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. <clears throat> Wow, is there any my voice? Are there is there any else on the line? Has anyone else joined us who would like to do an opening prayer? I feel moved to pray this morning. Anyone? Anyone? Okay. 
All right, no problem. Well, I'm going to open up this morning. Oh, wait a minute, I got a text. Wanting oh, okay. So Felicia won't able to get Hold on guys, I just wanna see what she's saying. Oh, okay. Felicia won't be able to get on the call today. Okay, no problem. I'm a missy thing. Why she can't get on? No, no, no. I'm gonna need you to stop all your foolishness. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> Ain't that something? Okay, so for our opening for our opening scripture this morning, um, we're gonna do Psalm three. Last week we did Psalm one and we went through it very meticulously. And it yielded actually a great discussion. Um, and so as I was going through, I think that this kind of connects with what the reading for today is going to be. <clears throat> what the reading is going to be. So I'm going to read to you uh, Psalm 3. And I just pray that this uh, resonates with someone and you know what we're experiencing right now. I have a feeling that it does. All right, confidence facing the enemy. All right? Again, this is Psalm 3, a Psalm of David, and this is when he fled from Absalom, his son. Okay? Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help from him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept. I awake, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 people that have set themselves against me and round out. Arise, O Lord. Save me, oh my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies on the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy feet. They lie. Okay. So, <clears throat> last week, um, I believe that I read, was it the 20th? No, the first number of Psalms. And I know that we were, we had a discussion about, um, you know, the Lord's protection and about going to sleep, you know, about, and here we see again in verse 5 where David says, I laid me down and slept. You know, I awake for the Lord's thing. So he's saying again how he's, you know, he's fleeing from his son Absalom. You know, he knows that there's thousands of people. There's a huge army after him. They want his life. He knows all of this going on, but yet and still he slept. Yet and still he laid down and he trusted God enough to 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 sleep. And of course we know that things in the Bible um, you know can be taken figuratively um, and literally at times, so, you know, we have multiple meanings 
And um, I know that many of us are going through whatever it is that we're going through. Some of us, you know, have intense, targeted situations that we're going through. And then some of us are just going through the natural day-to-day things that happen, the natural day-to-day circumstances and situations that present themselves. And so the reason that I wanted to read this particular verse this morning, or this particular um, passage of Scripture this morning is because <clears throat> I want you to know, I just want to remind you that no matter what it is that you face, no matter what it is that you're going through, no matter how big that it may seem, and sometimes, you know, some things seem bigger than others, some situations might seem more impossible than others. And and sometimes there are some situations that bear more consequence at the end than others. But as it says here, I will not be afraid of 10,000 people that have set themselves round about me. No matter how it is, you know, God will still have your situation under control. We just can't lose faith. This is all about not being afraid of your enemy, not being afraid whether your enemy is spiritual, whether your enemy is in physical form, whether your enemy is your finances, whether your enemy is um, even your own mindset. Because we talked before about how you can even be your own enemy. We have to, we have to, you know, sometimes our thoughts, and we talked about that last week, our thoughts are bad company. Sometimes it's what's living inside of us, and so we need not even be afraid of that. We need not even be afraid of the enemy that walks within because God can handle that too. We just have to open up, and first of all, we just have to be honest about what our fears are. If we do have fear, the fear is a natural emotion. It's natural to fear something, that especially those things that seem that is too big for us to handle by ourselves and in and of our own strength and in and of our own knowledge and wisdom and understanding, it's natural to fear those things that we feel can overtake us. And so we have to admit that I can't handle this. It's okay to say I can't handle this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand why I why this is happening. I don't understand why, you know, this particular enemy or this particular set of circumstances is occurring. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, Lord, will you please handle this for me? I'm trusting you to handle this situation. You know, and one thing that I've learned is, and Sam, wow, he got me one day on this one, and I get it. I didn't like it at the time, but, you know, I did get it. Um, You know, I, I had a situation, and I asked him to pray for the situation to go away. And he said, well, no, I'm not going to pray for it to leave. I'm not going to pray for it to go away, but I will pray for you to, um, I will pray for your strength to go through it so that you receive the lesson that you're supposed to receive. And so sometimes when we fear things and when we face those situations that are bigger than us, we do want to say or pray for the cup to pass over us. Is there any way that this cup can pass over me? Can I just get out of the situation? Can the situation please just disappear so I can just go on and move on with my life? In other words, ain't nobody got time for that. But, but 
a more proper prayer, I am now understanding is, Lord, will you please give me the tools I need to get through this situation so that I can get whatever it is I'm supposed to get out of the situation for my edification and growth. You know, that's and those are two totally different things. It's like, you know, praying for what you want. I want this, I want that, and then praying, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. See, those are two totally different prayers. One is a prayer for what we want from what we see from our eye, but another prayer is for God's work and will to be done in our lives, you know, which, again, is two totally different things. And so as we, you know, have situations that we fear and that we face, because fear is just, um, you know, things that are unknown. We fear that which we don't understand or know or see. Um, just be aware that he's He's always He's always there. He's always there. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to even sleep. Like literally it's hard to sleep because we're worrying. Our mind is always trying to fix things. What can I do to fix this? What can I do to fix that? Our mind is always, you know, it's just always something going on up there, but just give it over to God, and that is easier said than done most of the time. Most, most of the time. It's just much easier said than done Um, because our mind is always trying to work out how to fix it, especially when there are others that are affected by what's going on, other people besides ourselves that are affected by, you know, the situation that we're facing. So it's hard to do like David did and just lay down and let the Lord sustain you and just let him fight the battle. It's hard to just give it over and just say, okay, I'm trusting you, okay. But these are the times that we really need um, to hear from him. And after we've cried out to him, he says in uh, the fourth verse, I cried unto the Lord. <clears throat> with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. So, you know, after we have cried out, after we've done that, um, it's hard to even give it over fully even after we've cried out. So we've taken that step and we've we've cried out and we've told him, you know, what's going on. We've confessed out of our mouths that we just can't handle it and we need it. So even then it's still hard to totally give it over because we still, and I don't know, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I just be tripping. But we tend to want to give it over and still try to fix it. We tend to want to, you know, put it on the altar, but we're still trying to work stuff out and still getting irritated, aggravated, and frustrated when things don't work. You know, now let me let me say this. Let me put a little asterisk right here and say this. There are things that we may still need to do to help us out of our situation. There are still things. It's, it's not, you know, Lord, I need a job. Please give me a job, and you're just going to sit on the couch and eat all day and watch TV and wait for a job to knock on the door like he's just going to send you a job at the door and you do nothing. That's not what we're saying. Or, Lord, please fix my marriage or fix my relationship with my children or my family members and you don't do anything. 
you know, you don't reach out, you don't, you know, change your own ways um, or anything like that, and, and you suspect this miraculous thing to happen without any work on you know, it's not the way God works. I mean, he could choose to. Sometimes he just makes things happen, but a lot of times, most of the time, we, we need to do something because the, the that's part of the process, what we do is part of the process, and the process is what teaches us the lesson. It's what teaches us the lesson. So um, we need to just make sure that we are really listening to him, even through our fears, even when we're scared to do what. And sometimes the fear is a fear of trusting God. It's just a fear of trusting him to fix our situation or to move in accordance with however it is that, that he uh, needs to move in the situation for the big picture. Sometimes that's the fear. Whatever the fear is, no matter what your enemy is, no matter what it seems like you're facing, no matter how out of control the situation may seem to be, no matter how much it seems like nothing good can come from it, whatever the case may be, push through the fear and trust. You have to push through the fear and trust. Give it to him. But when you do that, when you give it to him, totally is when he'll start to really work. So that's when it's really important to hear from him, to be still, I learned, to be still and center yourself and hear from him because once you give it to him, that's when he's going to start telling you what to do and how to move, what to say, what not to say, where to go, what not to go, all of those things. He's going to start really speaking to your spirit. And so we have to make sure that once we do that, that we're really letting him do it and that we're really listening so that we know that how we are to move um, in accordance in behalf of our own situation. And that's all I have to say for today on this. Does anybody have any comments? Does anybody like to share any comments, questions, ideas, or thoughts? When yes, you're reading the scripture and you say something about thou hast broken the teeth of the Leviathan. It says I was read that is in verse seven. And it says Arise oh verse seven. And it says Arise, O Lord, save me. O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast Broken the teeth of the ungodly. The ungodly. Okay, the ungodly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was talking. Yeah. Uh, no, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to speak out. I didn't want to speak out a turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, that this no, that's spoke volumes. That spoke volumes. That spoke volumes. That so, in other words, basically, what we're saying is that the Lord has already consumed the enemy who is trying to, to take us out. And so uh, by faith, we must live by that, knowing that God is our back, our front, our sides, our best, our, 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 the, yeah, the best for us at heart. So even though we're going through these trials and the tribulations and the devil has reared his, up his ugly head, we have to even go back and reflect back in, 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 in um, where it's a little bit of, it's not back, it's up in, in the 91st level of song. He said he gave us gave us power to tread over the heads of the scorpion we we can prove that we can prove that the serpent with our heels.
because we dwell in the shadow of his almighty means. So we must have, we got to keep those thoughts in, in, in our mind that God has already given us the victory, no matter what it, what it is, whether it's the debt, whether it's jobs, whether it's our health, whether it's our enemy, whatever the enemy is, the Lord has already crushed the head of the serpent when Jesus died on Calvary's cross. And, that's, and it, it, it is not, not to harp on what we were praying for yesterday, and, uh, but it's, 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 it's to let us know that God showed himself worthy to be praised through our brother yesterday. Hmm. He gave him a reprieve, just like he, he's given me a reprieve. He's given you a reprieve for all the things, the trials we go through. But these are just tests and trials of our faith. But we got to stand on the word of God by us meditating and standing in here and worshiping and praising and reading and studying his word. We now got to exercise the faith of Job, knowing that God has already gotten the victory and that he has given it over to us. And that anything the enemy is trying to, 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 to um, win from us, for lack of words right now. I have another word in my head, but it didn't pop out. But I'm going to say what, he, what he's trying to take from us, we have the winning hand. Mm. So our faith has to be just that strong. We got to have a faith of Job to, to, and know that God is already working this situation out, you know. I'm looking at my father. My father got to go have another procedure done on my mother's birthday, which is next the 18th, I guess that's next Wednesday. And then I come home, yesterday was Tuesday, so Monday, my mother had already told me, because I waited on him to tell me, he had to go back, you know, he had knee surgery, what, about two years ago, I think, for those on the fair call who uh, remembers. Um, and it's all, it looked like it's always in the summertime. Anyway, he stayed in the hospital about a month or two, what have you. They said that he had salmonella behind his knee, but the doctor said, no, it's not there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one doctor said he had salmonella behind his knee. I'm like, how in the world salmonella can get behind your kneecap? It was something defective about that knee device that they put in his leg. And, mm. well, of course, you know, uh, physicians are always going to protect themselves or, and even their colleagues are going to protect them because they don't want them to, to face a, a terrible lawsuit. So today he has to go back to the doctor for, to see the orthopedic surgeon again. They're going to do the MRI tomorrow. And the thing is, I'm like, Lord, here I am getting ready to get off, get off for the summer break. I'm... I, every summer, I'm always in that hospital. I'm always in that hospital. I'm always in that hospital. If not for myself, it's for my family. And so mm -hmm. I'm standing here, and I'm believing God for the healing. I'm believing God for the turnaround, for the financial breakthrough, because when my father and mother go through it, hey, I go through it, not just with the physical help, but also with the financial aspects of it. But I have faith enough to know that my God is going to move mightily, not only in my situation, but in those who I pray for and those who I stand in the gap and pray with. So we got to keep that faith to know that God is, by what we're doing, is just a test of our, of, of, of our faith. Who's back again? Whose report are you going to believe? 
So this mm. is my little thing or what I get out of it. You, mm. Hey, you know, even though we may lose a job, God is not going to go get, let us go lacking. Even though we got a bill over our head that's bigger than what we could even imagine, but it's not bigger than our God. So we got to start speaking to our situation, tell our situation about our God who is bigger than they than it is, and he has all power. So the devil has to step back. He has to step back because the Lord has dispatched angels to go and protect us. He know every last one of those demonic intimates that's trying to take us out and make us uh, get up out of our faith and doubt God. So I'm praying in my spirit, and, and, and I'm speaking it with my tongue right now in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, speak to those situations, those mountains that are bigger than we are, but that they are not bigger than you. Call those demonic demons out because you know them all by name. That sickness, illness, whether it's cancer, whether it's pneumonia, whether whatever it is, it could be a blood-infected disease. Call that demonic spirit out of our lives right down the name of Jesus. Doubt is a demonic spirit. Weariness is a demonic spirit. Faint of heart is a, uh, is a demonic spirit. So we have got to know that God it's the author and the finish of our face. He's the one who carries us through. All the things that we acquire, all the things that we have, all the things that we go through, our God is bigger than those things that, that, that try to turn us off. And I'm done. Mm. And you know, <laughs> thank you so much for that. Keep talking while I got a voice. Um, thank you so much for that, Brother Arthur, because. You know, Sam and I were were talking on last evening, and he was sharing some good news with me. And I said, you know, I'm thinking about your situation, like you were saying, um, with the hospital. You know, it seems like every summer you end up spending in the hospital, and we know that's your vacation time, and that's something that teachers look forward to. And see, that's the way that the enemy works. He'll he'll make things happening and almost try to condition our minds. Um, to hopelessness, like, okay, you know, like Pavlov's dog, every single time this happens, this is going to happen. Every single time this is going to happen, you know, this happens, this is going to happen to take away our hope. And we have to remember that this is the war, so there's an end game here. You know, there's an end game. There's an end thing that the enemy wants to do, and he wants to take away your hope. So now you're in your mind, you're thinking summer hospital, summer hospital, and it takes away your excitement and hope, or it could, for for summer, you know, being that something that feels good in your spirit to look forward to summer. It's like, yes, what teacher don't look forward to that? You know, so we have to, you know, and I, I really love how you're praying against that now because that's what he does. He he tries to take away um, our, our taste in our mouth for anything good. He tries to kill our spirits and take away, um, you know, and block and block the, the euphoria, the happiness that we feel, you know, about certain things, you know, so that we don't have anything to look forward to. And we know what that does. That gives way to just depression and bad feelings, negativity, you know, exasperation, all of those things. You know, they're just core for all of those things to enter in. And so that's why I always say, and I've learned this, like, dang, this is how this dude operates. 
You know, this is how the enemy operates. We got to, and, and, and the best thing that we can do is have a strong mind. You got to have a strong mind when we're going through things. I mean, yeah, a strong mind and a check helps a lot. <laughs> but if we don't yes, have a strong mind and a check, if we ain't got the check yet, yet, then we we have to have a strong we have to have a strong mind because ninety percent of the battle is in our head. That's why it's called the battlefield of the mind. No matter what the situation is, it's the battlefield of the mind. Everything takes place up there. Everything takes place up there. You know, mm-hmm. um, because remember we said that you know we we have our thoughts right, and our thoughts affect. Our words, and then our words become our actions. Our actions become our habits, and then our habits become our character, and our character becomes our destiny, right? So it all starts up there. So if we just, you know, feed ourselves, feed ourselves, feed ourselves of the Spirit so that when, you know, things happen, we can, even if our mind strays for a minute, we can turn it around and fix it real quick. That that changes a lot of things. It changes so much how we view things, you know, how we see things. It changes so much in our situation, whether our perception of it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Does anybody else have any um, comments about the re- about the scripture this morning or about the discussion that has just taken place? Um. I got something. Arthur, when he was talking, and he was, what did he say in particular about, um, about you know, winning the battle? I forget what he said in particular, but it made me think about something I said last night. When you are in the battle, you got to approach the battle that you've already won it. So now, because mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend last night, and I told him, I said, you know, I said, man, this is one. I just don't know the direction that the victory is in. You know, the Lord didn't bring me this far, so my, when I'm even in the battle, in the midst, I'm like, okay, Lord, where, where, which avenue, is, the, which strategy do I need to use? So I'm standing here because I know this is a one, a, a, it's a done deal in you. Now, I have to stay in you. I have to see what you've done and what direction you want me to take. And and that's my viewpoint. That's what I must stand in rather than go, oh, Lord, oh, God, I'm losing. I lost this. This is going to happen, you know. And, and, again, like you said, in the mind, you got, you know, that's where I was going back and forth. So, you know, it's like, hey, and, and again, that's why all the stuff to wear you out, to make you tired and all of that, that's why your spirit has to be strong to keep you rooted and grounded. But mm-hmm. that battle, you need to, you, that's how you, you need to approach that. You need to stand in it that I've already won. You know, because um, even some of the things I've been going through lately, like, okay, Lord, yeah, I, like I said, I've been in and out, in and out, but I I started it, mm-hmm. I've already won, and I got to the point I'm back and forth, but I'm always going back and forth to him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, what do you want me to do? And most of that has been interior. I, I'm trying to check my mouth, <laughs> trying to check that I don't say the wrong thing, you know, mm-hmm. so... The, going back again to your vantage point, your viewpoint. Your viewpoint is that it's a done deal. Your viewpoint is that you won. A victory is already yours. I just have to go through the pathways that are necessary in order to make it to make it manifest. Mm. And that's fine. Mm. And you know, um, yes, and what you just said just uh, made me think of how 
Hey, Bubba. How, um, <clears throat> so the, the circumstances, right? Sometimes um, he will allow us to go through things, like to go through our situations, and it seems like it's, it's like a bicycle wheel, right? Like it's like the movie Groundhog Day when you just keep going through the same day over and over and over and over and over again, and it gets irritating. It's like, oh, my God, we're here again. Oh, my God, we're here again, really? And that can be uh, for a couple of different reasons. You know, one reason could be that we just haven't gotten the lesson, and you already know, we already know that God is going to do what he has to do. If we don't get the lesson first time, second time, third time, okay, well, he's going to keep doing it till it happens. That's just how we, that's how he operates. You know, you're not, it's not like, you know, the public school system where you're going to get passed on. <laughs> can't read at a first grade level, but we look up in you in high school, it's not going to happen because he knows you can't afford that. That's dangerous spiritually. So, um you know, he does it for that reason, but at the same time, he'll do it because he needs you to see him work. When I say you, I mean us. He needs us to see him work. He needs us to to do reps. It's like reps, right? You know, you, you do you go through a motion 15, 20 times, rest, and we do the same motion again, set two, maybe 15, 20 times, finish, rest. And then a third time, 15, 20 times, reps, because the reps are what really, 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 really build the muscles. And and the more that you do reps, the better your form can get, too. If it's done properly in the beginning, your form can get better. The way you do it can become more correct over time. So when he when we go through things, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessary. I mean, it doesn't always feel good at the same time, especially when we're ready to graduate to something else. But it's to strengthen us. And it's to, um, it's for our reps so that we can have the correct form. And, um, and so I'm thinking, I'm, 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 thinking while I'm talking, actually, because it's, wow, it's just amazing how he, how he does things, and how you'll know when the season is up for a particular lesson, (laughs) and when you graduated on, it's just amazing how he'll show us that, too, if that makes any sense. Does anybody else have any um, comments? I don't know if anyone has been on, maybe listening, but I just want to provide the opportunity for anyone who wants to share anything before we move on to the next phase of our call. Well, you know, when you were talking about rep, um, I was actually thinking, you know, I mean, you know, know, my whole situations, but... (laughs) Um, you know, kind of like what you said when you were going, came, had that, that thing that happened to you that it was all led up to this point. It's like, I'm looking at where I'm at and what I'm doing and how I'm dealing with things. And I know that it's been everything beforehand 
that has allowed me at this point still to stand because I look, I you know what, I'm done. <laughs> right. Even though I've said mm-hmm. that, I look around and go, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like with a relationship, I'm done with you. God, yeah. number 72. I'm right, right. Here. <laughs> or like your job, you know, I know, or like a job, she like today. If Joker say something to me today, I'm walking, look, and you can visualize yourself packing up your box. You know how you pack up your box when you leave it, packing up your box, and I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to say, if you take this job, and the cigarette, the sun don't shine, and you, you got the whole thing played out every day. No. <laughs> every day. And then you come back the next day and do the same thing. Same, same thing all over again. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But that's just a vision that I got when you said that. Uh, but I was just listening, and you said reps. It's like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going through this, and I'm more composed than I have been in the past. And that's what made me think about when you were talking about reps, you know, because I've been through this over and over and over again. So now, because of I'm more composed, I'm more quiet, I'm more still, and I can hear. Mm. You know, because, again, if you get frantic, distra- distracted, start fussing and cussing, you can't really hear from God clearly. You know, and, and so I, I'm just looking at this, and and, and, I, and me and the Lord had a discussion. You know, we, we always have a discussion. A lot of times I just don't listen to what he says. But anyway. <laughs> That's all right, as long as you know. You know, and as I was like, okay, Lord, because, see, it's kind of like I'm at the point that I recognize when he's doing things, He's doing things for other reasons, just like I, I talked about you in the job situation. So I'm like, okay, Lord, um, this look like it, you know, this look like it might work. And well, I actually had a conversation with somebody yesterday. I'm not gonna get into now, but it was like, you know, on that same vein. It's like this look like it might work. And he would say, yeah, things is going to start opening up for you now. I had to do it this way because I'm preparing you for now for something else you're going to be doing in the future. Mm. And I said, okay, I kind of thought that, and you just kind of really confirmed what I thought, you know. So, yeah, you know, and, and Erica keeps telling me when we have our council sessions that, you know, get do it again. You know, in other words, so what it failed the last time, but do it again. You know, I can't harbor on that negative aspect of things not working out i got to do it again you know so that 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 again that that format that repetition is allowing me to stand and stand there for being open-minded and listening and and trusting and seeking god more than before so like you said that gets back to the form that you talk about so the repetition of going through things over and over even though it's been at different levels but it's allowing me now, again, like, you know, when I talk to Dad, he's like, man, well, you told me all was going on, and I'll be looking at you like ain't nothing going, like you ain't, disturbed, you know, worried about nothing. I'll be saying, really? So from the outside, a lot of people don't really know what's going on, you know. And, again, that's just growth in God. So that's what I was thinking about when you were talking about reps. And I'm done. Mm-mm. No, that's okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, anyone else? Anybody else feel so moved? Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty. Well, um, something out before we something I was gonna say. Forget it. Man, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Okay. Um, 
So at this time, is there anyone who has any praise reports? Praise reports? Praise reports. Testimonies. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, my love. How are you? Uh, I'm awake. That's, that, you know what? It beats the alternative. This is very true. <laughs> it beats the alternative. I'm so glad to hear that you woke up. Yep, I'm awake on this side of the dirt. All right now. Yes, yes, yes. Did you have a testimony or a praise report or just anything that you'd like to share this morning on the line? However you want to term it, it's not about me, but I just wanted to let you all know that the young woman that you all prayed for, Asia, who had the brain aneurysm, that she is at home. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Wonderful note. See? Prayers of the righteous availeth much, people. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Man, thank you for sharing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone else? Then me one else. Samuel, do you have a praise report or anything you'd like to share? That's one. Huh? Well, huh? Who, me? Mm-hmm. See, you know I'm the disruptive student. I don't like to do this kind of stuff. You know, I want to sit in the back and throw spitballs, and you keep calling me to the front. Come on now. There's there's a reason why parents in this district was about to go and riot for me. You know, I don't do that. You the very one that's trying to play it off is the very one I got my my radar on. You're gonna be first one up front and center. I like that in you though. Good luck. I like that. I like that in you. Good job. Anyway, I'll give you praise reports about yesterday was a very interesting day. So it started out, well, I'm going to say it started out with um, me and Arthur going deep down. We 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 were deep in it when we went to prayer and the praise and stuff. So, um, so you know, we got off of praise. Like you said, speaking to those dead bones live. You know, our dead situations live. You know, and that was where we was just at, just deep into it, live, live, live. And so... <clears throat> Uh, in some of my many situations, I had to go to court yesterday. So this particular situation, um, well, let me say they're trying to take my building, one of the sixth flat that I've been struggling with. So at this point, I've been dealing with the city, blah, 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 blah. So they're trying to take my building. That's at the point of being in receivership. So I go to court. I'm a little bit late, which I'm like, whatever. And it's at the point they know me because this has been going on for two years because like the inspector said, you know, uh, dude, you've been in here for two years. This thing is designed for six months. I'm like, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I walk in the courtroom, and the inspector, she's arguing with somebody. I just look at him. She looks at me, and I just walk around. So I go and get in line, and then the um, the, uh, the one guy that's really trying to, you know, railroad me, he's dealing with some uh, interpreters, uh, some Mexican couple, and they got interpreted, so that whole, that's a whole process over there. So when he finally gets a chance, he comes over to me. He says, he looks at me, Mr. Farley, uh, well, you got 30 more days. The judge is not here. Mm-hmm. So I look at him like, okay. 
So I'm standing there processing this whole thing, right? So my other inspector, she comes back in, and she sits down, and she pulls up the paperwork and pushes it toward him. So he comes back around. He said, you got 30 more days. I hope you make the best use of this time. So I, I'm realizing, like, wait a minute. The judge ain't here, so ain't nothing they can do. So I just shut up, and I just stood and watched everything going on around me. <laughs> so then um, because of the situation, the bank has an attorney there, so she comes over. And, I mean, I literally, because that's one thing I've, I, I don't, I try, try to minimize my talking. You know, I, I you know, because depending, because even, like, the first inspector that was, when she came at me, I, I really held my tongue. Because, first of all, these people are people in authority that they can say one word and it can change my whole course. So I've just learned to shut up. And, you know, the one inspector, me and her, first, I just really didn't like her. But when, because I held my mouth, then when she started talking to me, because she, it's a lot that goes on in there. She's my complexion color. She says, in reality, I'm trying to save you because I know what they're trying to do to you. So, so she's more on my side, but she still has to do her job. So I'm holding my tongue. So anyway, um, I'm in the courtroom, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm not saying anything. So I know they like looking around or whatever. So anyway, the, the, the attorney for the judge, the attorney for the bank comes over. And she's like, uh, okay, well, what's going on? You know, um, and so he says, well, they're getting ready to put the bill in a receivership. And she said, receivership? And she said, yeah. She said, what we're going to do is a feasibility study to see, you know, to, to, in other words, they're going to look at the whole building and how much money it's going to take to do the building. Now, the thing about receivership is if, they, if, the, if the project is going to cost $20,000, then the receivership is going to cost $50,000. And they're basically going to take your building. That's that's what happens. So that's why the bank is there because they got something at stake. And I still wasn't saying nothing. I'm just sitting there looking at the whole process. So she's like, "Well, do you understand what's going on?" Because she said she couldn't really represent me, you know, because she's not there for me. She's there on behalf of the bank. So I finally opened my mouth. I said, "Well, actually, I'm talking to CIC anyway to try to get some money." Then he looked. Oh well, this might actually be resolved. And see, it's like, you know, I'm not going, mm -mm, I'm not arguing, I'm not, you know, I don't have to right now. I've learned to be quiet. And in all that reality, I, I I'm truly am fighting with everything I can, you know. And I laughed, I said, because most of the time it's the devil that gives a delay. I guess God gave me a delay today. He made the judge not show up. Ain't that so tough? So I walked out, so I said, okay, wow. So, you know, so that was, that was one thing. Then, um... I was talking to Nate later on because I had to go pick up my, something else. Well, actually, a couple other things happened. So that was the builder. So, um, so I'm like, okay, well, Lord, that's that. So I come home, and, and um, I was talking to Nate. I was getting ready to go pick up my daughter, and uh, me and him, we pray off and on together. Uh, and, and it was the last time that we prayed together. I think it was the last time. Um, one of the times we prayed together. I'm, this on-again, off-again real estate dealer, man. I'm like, uh, like you said, it's a bad relationship. So every time I, I get ready to say no or give it back, then something will pop up to keep me pressing. And that's what actually led me to find out about a house. So a house situation is, you know, those you know the house has been lost, and we're in the process of trying to get it back. Well, the, the, it's, on a, it's on auction for like $34,000. So now we're trying to do what we can do to uh, maneuver to see what we can get our house back. So, you know, so anyway, 
that's how that's how because my real estate deal is where I found out about the house because I was talking to um one of my neighbors and he told me about it. Um, but anyway, going back to Nate, I was praying about a partner for my real estate deal, and I said, you know what? Let me call Nate. And in the conversation of me calling him, I find out oh, now I know why I called you because we need to pray together because we both were like at a point that. If we could get this one thing to kick off, it's going to kick off all these other things. And we see that, and but it's like you're just stuck, <laughs> you know. So it ended up being like a ram in the bush type of prayer. And I was like, wow, see, I, I, you know, we got an agreement together and prayed for that so that we could get what we needed. So when I got ready to get in the car to go pick up my daughter, it was like something's different. And the Lord had been telling me about trans, you know, transformation and at a different level. But when I was getting ready to get in the car, like, no, something's different. Because I know the last couple of times I've been in the courtroom, I've been more like, no, you're not going to do that. The man, well, see, you're saying in the system, this got to be done. And I just kind of looked at him. You know, last time I talked, said, we both know that's not going to happen by the end. No, so what What? What do you need? You know, it's like I'm, I'm kind of like you're not bullying me anymore. <laughs> You know, I'm not, it's like a, it's a transformation inside of me. And when I was talking to Nate, I was like, well, I mean, when I was getting the car, I said, you know, let me call Brother Nate. And I was talking to him about that. And it's like, I go back to the, what's the, you, you were the master with Bruce Leroy, when he kept dunking his head in the water. You know, no, you're not. It's like we're going from the defensive to the offensive. And I, I sense that. No, you're not pushing. You done pushed me around. You done kicked my butt. You done done all you can. Now you know what? It's my turn. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's a child of God. I'm the one that got that thought. And it's just when I, it was just running through me. And I called Nate and I just ran and I said, yeah, you know what? I just got off the phone with one of my business partners. We was talking about the same thing. And it was just like, wow, how God was confirming that in me. And it's like in both of us, you know. And it was so... It was like, wow, you know, so anyway, I went on, picked up my daughter, and what I did, back to my house situation, the Lord, and some of you all got the text, I had had um, prompted to send out a text, look, I need money, can anybody help? <laughs> you know, like, if you can, praise the Lord, if you can't, praise the Lord. I'm not, I'm not going to beg, and it's not about begging, but look, I need money, I need help, and in the process of me sending it out, I put most one guy's name on it, I was like, huh, I wonder if he might be interested in partnering up with me to this real estate deal. So after I sent out my text, my text, my text message get on my nerves because of my phone. It takes a while. That's that's why I don't do them extra texts you'd be telling me about Pam on a Sunday. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah, whatever. So, but when I hear this, I'm like, I wonder if he's interested in the deal. So I, after that, I said, on another note, I got a real estate deal you might be interested in. So, Way late last night, about actually about nine thirty, which ain't right late for me. I called him up, and you know, I, so I kind of he's kind of like you know we all grew up together type of deal. So I kind of told him everything, both about the house and this and another. So to make a long story short, because he's actually a pastor, and he was saying you know, and I know we he's been talking about real estate. That's why I said sent him that, and his church is actually. They're getting ready. They, they're almost done with the church, and him and his wife are actually looking for a home. And so we're actually going to get together this morning to talk about this so this real estate deal looks like it might be on again. So that was my day. 
day yesterday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, he mm-hmm. had all that to share, and he didn't want to say anything. Mm-hmm. And? I'm trying to figure out what, what made him think that I was going to let that fly. That's what I'm trying to figure out. At what point do you believe that I was about to let that fly? I just shouldn't have told you in the first place. I'm not, huh? But you did. You mm-hmm. did. But you did, Jack. <laughs> Yes. Outstanding. Outstanding. Thank you for sharing that, though, seriously, because that's encouraging. That's the kind of stuff that people need to hear. You know? I I, I guess the reality, another reason why I probably wouldn't share is because it's like as, as I go through so much and I learn until things really, really manifest, I just, no, I'm good. <laughs> I know. I understand because that disappointment when you used to being disappointed and things right. falling apart at the last second, and then right. it's like, well, everybody, remember what I said about so and so? Well, mm-hmm. it didn't, you know. And, but see, that that's the um, that's what I'm talking about. You know, when I say that the enemy's like tries to steal our hope because he'll dangle a carrot in front mm-hmm. of your face. And then take it back. Dangle a carrot, take it back. Dangle a carrot, take it back. Until we get to the point where we just stop believing altogether. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. You know. And so that's why we got to be smarter than him. But, you know, even in talking to, um, I was listening, you know, see, you know, I've been going to more readings and hearing people's stuff. Um, okay. Those who have made it on the other side of the coin that I'm trying to get to, they all have gone through the same type of experiences. So the experiences mm-hmm. different. It's just a matter of fact, they just don't share those as much <laughs> as they do the other ones. The struggle, right. You mean like overnight successes? Yeah, right, those <laughs> overnight 22-year successes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Steve Harvey kills me when he said, well, these folks think that this just happened overnight. I've been on this circuit for 30 years. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What are you talking about? Yes. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Is there anyone else who would like to uh, share that something that God did for them, did for somebody close to them? You know, a revelation, anything positive, anything, any good news? Did you share yours? Did you share yours? No, I was going to go last. I wanted to be gracious and, um, you know, let other people share first. Okay. Uh, I just wasn't going to let you off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, love. I still appreciate you. Well, I guess if there's no one else, I'll go ahead. Um, Well, as you all know, I, a lot has happened since what I call the great fool fiasco. Now, interestingly enough, they have just placed a music teacher on leave a week before the biggest concert of the year. Now, I explain that one. So I said, okay, we, we just 
we just had a fun. We just playing games around here, I guess, in the school system. I don't know what these folks are doing. Well, you all know that I had, um, I was playing in my summer program. And I have not, I mean, I did like a little thing on Facebook that I posted really, really late at night, so nobody even really saw it. But uh, besides that, I still haven't even gotten the flyers done yet. Like, I haven't even really done any advertising for it at all. And I, I called a few parents, and I already have 17 confirmed, 17 confirmed students for the summer program without advertising and only about an hour of phone calling, maybe an hour and a half because I kept having side conversations with the parents. And so <clears throat> that is amazing. And let me tell you why that's amazing. Well, it's just amazing in and of itself because it's a testament of the parents' confidence in me. Um, I can't tell you how moved I am by that. Sometimes you don't know. You just don't know who has your back. You don't know how people view you until, okay, hold on. If it's okay for me to go back to the lesson from last week, and isn't it amazing how life will come along and confirm things? If you all will recall, the lesson, part of the lesson last week was how when you're on trial and you go through things, Everyone else around you, let me remind you, everyone else around you is on trial also. When you are being tested, all of those around you are being tested also because both God and the enemy have a stake in that because they both want you to see something. And sometimes we go through these things because we need to see who really has our back, who really is on our side, who really is standing with us, who's just paying lip service, and who's really in our corner. And that's what this trial has done for me. It has shown me who legit is really in my circle, who really believes in me, who really trusts in my skills and abilities. Oh, my God, it is just freaking amazing. You know, you... I'm sure somewhere out there somebody's like, oh, she sucks. I really don't care. But the support that I've gotten from you all on this line, that's where it starts. That's the genesis of it. And then those around me that I didn't even know had my back like that, these parents. I called somebody last night, and the person didn't even, I wasn't even this child's teacher. And I've never met this parent in my life. And I still haven't. If she walks up to me right now, unless I looked at her and saw that her child looked just like her, I wouldn't know. And I called her. And I said, hi, this is Miss Butler. Um, I know you don't know me. She said, Miss Butler, from Brooklyn, I said, yes, ma'am. She said, everybody knows you. You're a household name in the black community. In the city. And I was like, what? I had no idea. I had no idea. None. None. I called another parent. 
And I said, hi, this is Miss Douglas, and I just, you know, I hope all is well, and I just wanted to, and she said, yes. And I'm like, yes. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm wrong with you. I didn't ask you nothing yet. What do you mean, yes? I said, well, yeah, I just wanted, yes. Okay. Okay. And I said, well, okay, well, yes, you know, we have a program. She said, whatever it is, all you had to do was say who you were. So it was yes, whatever it is, what you need. And I didn't even tell her what I was calling for. And I said, oh, my God, I had no clue. I had no idea. I had no, no idea. Because when I left the school district, my little heart was mangled, you know, and he has just really done this thing, and I just, oh, my God. And so um, as I was talking about the summer program, because I really was talking about the summer program, I said, well, shoot, I'm just going to put feelers out there then. If you want to deal I'm going to put feelers out about the school. You know, let's see how they think about a whole school. So I started to mention the school just to put it in people's heads. And my one parent was like, well, um, you know, is it tuition-based or whatever? I said, well, yeah, of course. You know, I'm going to have to charge tuition. Can't do it for free. As much as I would like to, I'm not over. You know, I can't do it for free. She said, oh, well, why don't you see if the four fees will pay for it? She started giving me these ideas about how, People can pay tuition at the school if they can't afford it, if they can't just afford the right of check, ways that are legal, things that they're already doing with daycare. I was like, what? You know, I never I never would have thought about it. I never would have thought about it. And then another parent gave me another idea, and she said, do you need supplies? Do you, want, do you need me to donate supplies? What do you mean? It's, and I wasn't even going to make calls. I was like, ugh, feels weird. But all of that came of my obedience. And so uh, we needed to meet the cost of the venue. We needed, what was the town six, right? Pam. What'd you say, dear? I said we, we needed six cover the cost of the venue, right? You said we did a what with the cost of the venue? We need it fixed. We need to fix. We need it fixed. Fix to cover the cost. Oh. Didn't we say that we need it fixed? I don't think we, we didn't calculate how many we needed to cover it, but we figured that um, your goal was 25 and that would more than take care of it. But six okay. But yeah, six. Yeah. Um, even if they prepaid, that will cover it. Right. So this is how much we need just to cover um, our expenses. Our food is being donated, so, our, so we don't even have to pay for that. And right now we have seventeen signed up. And I'm gonna let that rest with y'all for a minute. Let me. I'm gonna keep this one more time. We need six to cover the cost of the venue. We have 17 confirmations right now. I still have not released the information publicly, so the church, neither of the churches 
it hasn't been announced, but either other churches, New Hope is huge. There's 100 kids there. My cathedral, the church that I've been going to, it hasn't been announced to them yet either. Not, I've only touched upon one sixteenth of my parent base. It hasn't even been released publicly. So really nobody even knows about it yet, and our expenses are covered times three. And Amen. All this happens. You know, and so I'm just saying that I need y'all to, I need this to just resonate for a minute because what immediately comes to mind is he will do exceedingly and abundantly all that. Yeah, come on now. And this is a big deal to me because I never really stepped out like that. I've done it. I've done it. But it hasn't been where I am now spiritually. It wasn't for the reasons that I'm doing it now. So it's it's just amazing. It is just so amazing. And so now, um, and that's why I talked about fear this morning, because now that fear that I was talking about this morning with David going to sleep, I feel like I can lay down now. I feel like meaning, I feel like I can close my eyes and just go forward. And just go forward and just do it. So that's my, that's it. But Sam, I understand what you mean, too, when you say, okay, um, I don't really, you know, like not really want to say anything to it goes through because I'm like, oh, you know, there's a little part of me that's like, okay, that's a summer program. They're paying $20 a week. You ain't asking to pay tuition yet. But you know what? You know what? I can't do that. It's natural to feel it, but okay, so what? You know? Because now that's when when um you know uh when the old folks will say, Okay, you trust something little, we got that exercise out of the way. Now see how much greater you can trust them. So all right. I'm searching them for the, for the summer program. Let's take this a step further. Let's exercise. Put some more weight on that. No, put some more weight on it. How about school? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just something. You know, when you were talking and you were saying how, um, you know, the when the lady made the comment about, you know, that we, you know, we know you in the in the black community, and you were surprised. It made me think about um, when I was in college. I worked in the the college bookstore, and my my senior year, um, the student came in to buy books, and she, you know, like handed me her her father's, um, you know, credit card and ID to pay for it. And I saw the name, and it was the same name as my grammar school principal and so I'm like is your father you know uh the principal of Shoop school and and she was like yes and I was like oh I said because I graduated from there so of course she you know she goes out and she gets them and he comes in the you know in the bookstore and he remembers me and I'm like okay how do you remember me you know I never got sent to the principal's office and he was like (laughs) well we remember the good students just like we do the bad and so it, it made me think about that when when you were talking because you know where you live is, is so small, 
So people know who's doing well just like they know who's doing bad. It's just that the bad gets the press. Right. So people do know you. They, they've they heard about you. They've talked about you. Um, you know, but since you're not doing anything bad, you're not making the newspapers, you're not on the news, you know, um, they talk about you, you know, like in passing, but they know who you are. Yeah, that's what she, that's what she was saying. Ricky, this is the best. That's what she was saying. You know, she said the kids, you know, all, can you pull the string too? She said the kids, like, all right, and, but you know what she said that moved me the most, like more than anything else? She said, um, my son, after, um, you know, this is because I wasn't her son's teacher. I just we switched for math. But I, I, he always used to speak to me the whole time he was there from in second grade. She said that her son, you know, always comes in talking about, oh, my God, we finally got a black teacher. She wants the black kids to do well. She understands. She's always telling us to be strong black men and, and is always teaching us things to do this to go up to be a strong black man and make it in the world and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. I was like, oh, my God. And I didn't even realize, I didn't realize that that mattered to them. You know, I really didn't realize that it even really mattered. And so to hear that, you know, the child's perception was just amazing and it just let me know, oh, my God, you know, all the risks that I take, all of the, you know, the stuff did not go in vain. Mm-hmm. Like they are noticing it and they appreciate it, you know. And it just was more confirmation. There's more confirmation. Oh my God! And she said, and I heard that you do, that you do miraculous things with children when you tutor them. My son is having problems, and I need you to. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how much they cost. I want you to work with him. His dad wants to take him to Sylvan. I'm not taking him to Sylvan. I'm taking him to the black lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. okay. And that goes, if they can pay for Sylvan, which is not cheap, oh, okay, no. then, they, then they, can, they can pay for you. Right, my little measly. I just need a meager salary <laughs> because oh, I don't want to break anybody. Right. You don't want to break anyone, but then you don't want to, ne- you know, um, you not bargain basement. Know your worth. Right. I do, and you and and you just wait, cause she got. Where's your lunchbox, my my lunchbox? I really do have um the vision. Like she's already shown me bits <laughs> and pieces. You know, he showed me bits and pieces, and I believe me, my day is coming when we're gonna be doing something a little bit different in that arena. Got it all worked out. Okay. Yeah. So you might be one of the first teachers that these students have had that have really, you know, paid some attention to them. And kids can tell when someone cares about them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kids are fake ten thousand miles away. That's the truth. They do. Oh my God. And they will call your butt out on it in a minute. That is 
truth right there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. I have a reading, but I can't really do it right now because I gotta get where I'm going. Um, well, I wanted to comment on what you said too, though. Um, mm-hmm. Said that you are obedient, and and I, and I I was just thinking about when you said I said you know even me with the um like you know when I was obedient as far as sending out text messages to people about you know what's my situation. A lot of times we don't want to do like I don't want everybody. And I, 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 that was my first thoughts. I said, you know what? Shut up, Sam. <laughs> That's why I told myself, you know, this is beyond me. I ain't got no time for you know this. I need help. You know, sometimes obedience makes us humble. It makes us do things we don't want to do. It makes us uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. out of obedience is where the reward is. Mm-hmm. You. Know? And, and that's what God does too. Is we need to get obedient to a point that we might not see nor understand, but we gotta trust the person. And when I'm talking about the person, I'm talking about Christ, the person telling us to do something, and that is for a purpose. So you know, rather than getting all in our head, Pam, I mean, did I say that? Trying to get all in our head and what's this about? And I need to know details. No, sometimes when he's obedient, you just do it. You know, get over yourself. I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, everything is different. Sometimes, yeah, you will you will have the time and the, uh, be able to afford, the, you know, the questions and get the revelation. Sometimes you just do what I told you to do. Just like your parents, just because I said so. Man. <laughs> so, and and Man. out of obedience of you saying, you listening, you not wanting it, but you know what, let me call people and let me do this. And just being obedient and being doing it over and over again is how you got your reward. Me being obedient, sending out the text messages, by doing that, that's what stimulated the conversation where I might have a partner. So it's, again, out of that obedience of just doing what he tells us to do, just because he said so, is where our blessings lie at. You know what, that is so true. As I know, I'm the queen of, you know, I got to figure it out and see the whole thing, see the vision, and see how it's going to end, and see, man... Yep, because I thought I, I thought I had a plan with my job, too. You couldn't have told me that this was going to happen in the middle of a darn school year. You couldn't have told me that was going to happen. You know, you just couldn't have told me. But it's, I, yeah. Just like, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Sam, is there, um, I don't know if there's something you want to share or whatever. I need about 10 minutes. You said me or Pam? Whoever. I just need about 10 minutes so I can get stationary so I can do the reading. I can play some music. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to start on the list? I can do that, too. Let's start on the list. Dear, what do you want to be done? How do you want it to be done? No, the list. I'm sorry, I almost forgot about the list. Let's do the list. Because that way we're accomplishing something, you know, that needs to be done anyway. Thank you. Just leave that for me while I get off the house and get this little food. 
You said what? I said, can you just start with the um the list while I get this child to sleep? We got deceased in hospice, um, churches and congregations, um, abuse and addiction. Um, what else is new? And you want to do, Pam? Well, now Pam got quiet. I said, which one off the list you want to do? Uh, mm. Ain't none of them been done, so pick and choose. You got to get whichever one you want to do. What's the, um, what's the, what's the list again? Churches and congregation, abuse and addiction, prisoners, missionaries, deceased and hospice, sick and shut in, unsaved, people on my list. Come on. Huh? Sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> well, you can do the people on your list. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll do the people on my list. Which, which one are you going to do? <laughs> I'm so mm, Okay. Um, as I come to you this morning to lift up those that are sick and shut in, Father, praying that you that you touch them, that they can feel your love around them. Praying that they that they believe in you, Father, and that they too are asking you for assistance. That they realize that you are the way out of their situation. Praying that they are staying strong, and that if there is no one who who is praying for them, then Father, we're praying for them praying for their health and wellness, spirit, soul, and body, praying that they stay positive and that they're thinking about the day that they will be released, that they will be able to be up again and moving. Because, Father, it is possible, regardless of how dire their situation may be, it is possible because you can make it possible, because you can make a way out of no way. And so even the people with the with the most... Mm, the most negative report, it can change around in a heartbeat if that's what you want to, if that's the way you want it, Father. So I just pray, Father, that they continue to talk to you, to seek you, and to bask in your love and your glory. We thank you, Father, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, what's another one? Prisons? Hmm? Another one for prisoners? Yeah, prisoners, missionaries, Congo graces and churches, abuse and addiction, deceased and hospice. Um, hmm, Father, coming to you today to lift up those that have been incarcerated, those who may have given up, those who may have been caught up. Father, we pray that for those that are that are incarcerated and really have not committed the crime that they have been accused of. And Father, we, we, we pray that that you help them, Father. 
We pray that they stay positive, that they that they turn to you, that they seek you for for assistance because they probably feel helpless and hopeless. That they are at rock bottom and may not even understand how they got there. It truly could be wrong place, wrong time. It could be that someone told a lie on them. It could be a lot of situations where basically the system failed them. And the only way they're going to make it out, Father, is if they turn to you. We hear about it all the time of people that have been incarcerated for for decades and comes to find out that they really were innocent. And so, Father, we just pray that you continue to release those that have been wrongfully accused. Father, for those that have committed the crime that they're incarcerated for, Father, we pray that they find you while they are incarcerated. They have nothing but time. And learn of you, that they get into your word, let let your word get into them and reformat them. Some may never get out, but it doesn't mean that they can't do your work inside. And some will get out. And, Father, we pray that while they're incarcerated that they learn of you so that when they get out they can do better. When you know better, you do better. And that they will be able to walk in your word and do as you want them to do and turn their lives around and recognize themselves as your children and know that they are protected and that they are taken care of. Father, we pray for their souls, for their spirit, as well as for their bodies. Father, for the missionaries, we just thank you, Father, for these special children of yours, because not everyone can be a missionary. It takes a a special state of mind to give so much of yourself, to be so selfless. And we thank you for these people, Father. We pray for their safety and for their continued obedience in doing what it is that you want them to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, oh, you got abusing addiction? Am I the only one on the line? I don't know. You know, people be on the line hiding. Abused and addiction. Okay. Um, Father, we lift up those that are that are going through something that may not understand how they got to where they are. <laughs> Wait, you talking about abuse and addiction, or you just talking about a lot of people in general? <laughs> I, I didn't specify the type of abuse. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, we, we go along on, on our, you know, on our day-to-day journey and, and you know, things happen, isolated incidents happen, and before you know it, a habit has formed. Mm, mm, mm. And then we're wondering how we, how we got in that situation. Mm. And some will stop and, and, and think about it and, and can see the steps that led to it, mm. but, but some people don't do that. They're just 
they're they're that rat in a maze that has no 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 opening. They can't they can't get out. They're just running around making themselves dizzy. Mm. And, and you so know what? And that uh-huh. that's like you said, it does not have to be. You know, we talking about addiction, but that could be a whole lot of scenarios in what you're talking about. Mhm. You know, the same the, the same thing with abuse. It doesn't have to be that someone is you know is hitting you or um you know or verbally abusing you. It doesn't even have to be about someone else. Mm. You know, you could be, you know, you could be abusing yourself. Mm. And not and not even realize it and the next thing you know you're you're in a situation and you're trying to figure out how the heck did I get here? When did this happen? Mm-hmm. And it happened over time and Father, we just pray that these people realize that they're not going to come out of it overnight. Mm-hmm. Because it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. And it in this day and age, we're so um, instant gratification oriented um, that, you know, we want everything to be fixed like yesterday. Mm. You know, we'll give you to tomorrow if we have to, but we don't really want to. Mm. But that that's not how it works because if it if it happened that quickly all the time, we'd never learn anything from it. And so in in resolving the issues in in getting better you have to you have to learn and it does require self reflection which most people avoid like the plague because it's hurtful it's painful because you have to become accountable for what you did get off me get off for me go ahead <laughs> For, for for your part in it, um, you know, mm. even if you are being abused by someone, oh my God, it takes your strength to remove yourself from that situation because that person is not going to stop. Why would they? Mm. And so you have to step up and 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 find the strength. And Father, that's where you come in because they are obviously at rock bottom. And that's when they need to realize that you are the rock at the bottom. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Together so that they can do better. For those that are that are, that are abusing themselves by ignoring situations or or if they if they have weight issues and they, they they know they shouldn't be eating certain things but they continue to do so but they wonder why they're not losing weight. Okay, you have to be accountable. You know that when you know you eat that entire pizza, <laughs> that's not good. You're not that hungry. You're eating it because it's there, or you're eating it because you're trying to not think about something else. Mm. Oh my God. And so you have to, you have to dig deeper. You have to, you have to be accountable for the things that are going on in your life, mm. and turn to uh-huh. our Father and ask Him to help you. You have to fall down on your knees. You have to break down and cry. You just have to, you, you have to feel the pain. Well, because you cannot, will not totally resolve your issue until you do. Mm. You cannot be half-stepping. You cannot blame it on someone else. 
yes, a lot of our issues stem from childhood and things that have occurred to us at the hands or at the mouth of someone else. And But they, at this point, you're an adult. So that only accounts for a part of the problem. All right, now. Ooh. And so now, hey, as an adult, you have to step up and say and acknowledge what this person did to you, what this person said about you, how this person formed you up until this point, and say, you know what, I'm not going to be this person anymore. As Sam said earlier, I have the power. I can make the change. You will not control me anymore. And then say, Father, will you help me? Will you show me the way? I want to do better. So, Father, we just pray for those that are abused and addicted that that they receive a revelation of I don't have to be like this. I have a father who will help me. I just have to ask first and foremost. I have to believe secondly, and then I just have to get up and do what I need to do and trust and believe that you will bring them out of whatever it is they are going through. So we pray for that revelation this morning, Father, and we thank you for being there for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. That girl went to and a counseling and ministry. All that, all that. Do you hear me? All that. I'm going to do a mom now, girl, what you ain't now? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you, you need to quit. <laughs> I think I you just saw to... my mama shoot right to the front. What you? Wait a minute. Talk about obedience because she didn't want to do it. Ain't nobody else on the I know. Line? I know. I was cracking up. I heard that part. I couldn't say anything. I was like, oh, my God. Ain't nobody else sharing none of this? I'm going okay. to somebody to press that mute button. Press, press the mute button. Press mm-hmm. the undo. That was funny. Hey, man. Thank you, Jesus. On, the, on a couple different levels for that because that was hilarious. <laughs> Well, I'll just go over my list. I'm going to pray for um, those we cover in prayer. Those who are leaders in institutions that are costed a castan rashi to go say she to go say she to go say she to go say she to go around the go say she to go around the go say she to go say she to go around the go say she to go say she to go around the go say she to go around the go say she to 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 go Horandu go se shi, grande go se shi, randu 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 go se shi,
insurance, those who cover in prayer, leaders and institutions. Um, who else we got? Um, discernment. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Grace, mercy, and favor. Um, what we got? Discernment, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, walking in the realm of the supernatural. Walking in the realm of the supernatural, discernment, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, grace, mercy, and favor. What else we got? Um, supernatural, superhuman strength. Who should go say? Should go say? Should go say? Should under the Quran? Did go say? Should go say? Quran did go sakara. Renewing of our youth. Who should go say? Should go say? Should go say? Should go sakara. Renewing of our minds. Should go say? Should go say? Should go say? Should go sakara. And. Renewing our youth, renewing our mind, renewing our strength, healing, health, healing, and restoration. And I think that'll do it. Yep, okay. Can't think of nothing else. So, oh, the only other one I don't think we did was the unsaved. Yeah, do you use eggplant? Do I use eggplant? Yeah. Yeah. I eat it sometimes. Um, unsafe. Who should go say? Should go say? Should go say? Should it go around? Should it go? Should it go? Should it go? Sakara. All right, that'll do it. So I guess we're ready for your reading now, dear. Dad, come on! It's nine o'clock. I gotta be there at nine o'clock. Dad, it's your fault. I'm late because I'm leaving in five minutes to nine. But we gotta be there at nine o'clock, Dad. I'm evil eye, evil eye, evil eye. Anyway, I'm changing phones.
Hello? Anybody there? Yeah, he went to he had to change phones. <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. Trying to get myself together. I don't know why that child just pushes it to the last three minutes. Probably because I live so close to the school and all we have to do is drive around the corner. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. You know I got bad nerves. And we're doing all that, the last-minute stuff. Not like she gets it from her mama or anything. <laughs> you know, I don't know where she could have gotten that from. No idea. No idea at all whatsoever. They wa- they watching you. You better believe it, Jack. You better believe it. I guess I'll wait for him before I do the reading. Anybody else on the line like to share before me and Pam start a private conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Erica's probably on here. She said, I'm always hiding out on you. Hey, Erica, just in case you're here, girl, can't speak. Actually, I, I didn't see. I saw one other person from Illinois, and then um, I think Arthur's on on mute. Oh, okay. Oh, so you have it in front of you right now, like you can see it as it is happening? Yeah, so sometimes I, I look it up online. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That is a beautiful situation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, since nobody else here, I'm going to start. Um, so, okay. I'm here. I'm back on. Oh, okay. Well, I was about to start. He said, please, I'm here. Don't start. All right, are we ready for the reading? Sure. Um, you before I go order my, um, my breakfast up out of here, before I go order my grits, we're going to go and do this read. Okay, one more, one more prayer. Um, oh, okay. For, um, for the youth. Okay, for the youth. Um, excuse me, because I got a mouthful of sunflower kernels here. Um, <laughs> Father, we come to you this morning to lift up our youth across the country, but especially in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Father, they are just, mm, they are just, just, just dropping, and it's for senseless reasons. Father, we ask for a hedge of protection around the children in Chicago. It's about to get warm outside. There aren't as many summer jobs as there used to be. There aren't as many summer programs as there used to be. And these kids aren't going to have anywhere to go or anything to do. It's going to make them prime targets. It's also going to make them... Well, prime time is for crime and for criminals. Because mm-hmm. idle minds and idle hands are the playground of the devil. And because these kids aren't going to have anything to do, they're just going to be milling around. And so they can easily be picked up. They can be targeted. They can be like, why don't you do this for me? I'll, you know, I'll give you 50 bucks. And next thing you know, they're a drug runner because they didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Father, we have there are some parents that are out here that are that are trying to do better, that are trying to create that sense of community again, to create a safe haven for the children to be able to play and to just to walk to the corner store without being accosted, 
we lift up those parents and we say, thank you, Father. And we hope that they inspire other parents to do the same. We ask you, Father, to to protect our children. Because there's just so much out here that is against them. And we know that it starts with you, Father. That they have to they have to learn that they are your children. And they may not have been taught that. So we pray for revelation oh in the children because it doesn't have to come through the parents. It could come through the child itself. That they may hear a song or or overhear a conversation or just walk by a church and get a warm feeling and be like, you know what, I want to go in here. Mm. That they may see that Bible that's, that's been on the shelf for so many years that no one ever touches and be like, what's this book right here? And open it up. It can be the simplest thing. But we pray, Father, that they that they start to learn of you and about you. That they realize that there is another path that they can take. That they don't have to be down and out. They don't have to be hopeless. They can be hopeful. Knowing that there is another way. Knowing that if they be obedient, if they continue to to learn about you, that you will lift them up out of a situation that they did not create. So we pray for these children, Father. We pray for their revelation. We thank you, Father, for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. What I want to know is, okay, I'm going to leave you alone. (laughs) Okay. I was about to say, what I want to know is when you're going in the training program. (laughs) (laughs) You need a a, a counseling ministry or a something ministry. Sam? (laughs) You got to figure out what you're going to put uh, our dear sister in charge of. <laughs> you got to figure out what? Which, which ministry our sister right here is going to be a part of. So She's she going to do the counseling, or the take the youth back ministry, the something ministry. Shoot. Well, that's all right, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Well, that's all right. I will go into then our reading. Sam, did you finish your list and you know anything you needed to do in this area? Samuel. What you say again? I heard you say something. I don't know what you said. I said, did you finish like your list and whatever else you may have needed to do in this area? Yes, dear. You did. Okay. All right. Well, then we're gonna move on real quick to our reading, and we talked, you know, I talked about this before, how um, one of the things that, one of the things that is going to be the focus, the focal point on Wednesdays is for us to begin to explore um, what, what God has prescribed and what he has given us in terms of 
walking righteously, walking in righteousness, because we spend a lot of time, you know, talking about, you know, the, um, the enemy and demons and spirits and all of that, and that's important um, because we know that this is a spiritual war, so this is extremely important. Um, that part is extremely important, but what um, I've also learned over the years, didn't always follow it, but um, what I've learned and been taught is that walking in righteousness and, and following the code, if you will, um, is in, in and of itself a way to open up ourselves for the Holy Spirit to constantly abide with us. Uh, and help us to ward off attacks on the enemy just by doing certain things that he prescribes to us and not doing certain things that he does not prescribe to us, if that makes sense. So that's going to be a focal point on Wednesdays. And so what I'm going to do is begin to read actually from my father's book. Um, He's written several, like 15, but this one is really, really good. Seven and it's called Seven Things That God Hates. And then the other part is Seven Letters to Seven Churches. So it really puts things plainly. It provides scripture um, reference. So, you know, if you guys want to look up certain scriptures for yourselves while I'm talking, put me on pause so that I stop. If you want to look it up for yourselves. So, we're going to start with, um, you know, talking about seven things that God hates. So in Proverbs 6, chapter 16 through the 19th verse, it states the following. These things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A 17, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that sheddeth innocent blood. 18. And heart that devises wicked, ima- wicked imagination, feet that be swift in running to mischief. <clears throat> Nineteen, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that sows discord among brethren. And so we might be thinking to ourselves, you know, like why do we need to talk about that? I don't do that stuff. Well, yes, we we probably do, and and don't really realize that we do it. Some things we do, and we don't even realize that we're doing them. Like, we don't even know that we're doing these things. Um, But these are the things that, as I just stated in the word, that he hates. And so if we are doing things that he hates, wittingly or unwittingly, then we know that by law, by the word, it states that whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Then we're going to reap those things, and things are not going to flow according to the way that we want to them to in our lives that we are doing these things, okay? So that's why I want to take the time to explore these things so that we can really make sure that we are walking in accordance to what God would have us to do on a daily basis as much as we possibly can. But first, if you notice, I said um, seven things that God hates and seven letters to seven churches. So before I even begin with the first chapter, um, uh, talking about Proverbs 16, um, the seven things that God hates, I would like to read you a little bit about um, why the number seven is used so much 
in the Bible and what it symbolizes. And you may already know this, but I still want to go ahead and, and, and preface our conversation or our discussion with this. The number, <coughs> the number seven is one of the most significant numbers within the framework of Scripture. To the Hebrews, it is the most sacred number of all numbers. It symbolizes God's perfection, God's sovereignty, and God's holiness. All of creation came about in six days, and on the seventh, God rested, deeming such a Sabbath. We have a seven-day week, which serves as a reminder of our creator and his creation and the fact that as God rested, so should we. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Genesis 2nd, chapter 2nd through 3rd, verse 8. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his works which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that, because that in it he had rested from all of his works which God created and made. Exodus 20, chapter 8 through 11. First, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it shall not do any work thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gate. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in him, all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. The number seven is important in both Old and New Testament. An event or series of events can be seen as represented by the number seven to give it validity to such an event or events that are true. In the old, besides the example of the creation story in Genesis, Noah took into the ark by seven every clean beast and fowl of the air, after which in seven days it rained. Jacob served seven years for Leah, and another seven years for Rachel. Egypt had seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. Before Aaron and his sons began their priestly work, they were consecrated seven days. That's Leviticus 8, chapter 31st to the 36th verse. And on the Day of Atonement, the high priest sprinkled the blood of animal sacrifices upon the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. You guessed it, seven times. By the way of prophetic symbolic notes, the seven-time sprinkling of blood portrayed and foreshadowed the completeness of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. When Jesus offered himself, it abolished the sacrificial offering. In other words, Calvary ended it, and no longer was it necessary for the blood of animals to be placed upon an altar, smeared upon the horns or sprinkled on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. When Jesus cried out from the cross, it is finished, it was done. Jericho, um, still in the Old Testament, when Israel took the city of Jericho, God instructed them to march around the city seven days. While seven priests were to beat before the Ark of the Covenant, seven trumpets and ram's horns. On the seventh day, they were to march around the city seven times, and on the seventh time, the seven priests were to blow the seven trumpets, and the people were to shout. Thus the walls came crumbling down in victory. The Babylonian captivity lasted seven years, which is ten periods of seven. 
And when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were threatened with a fiery furnace, it was turned up seven times hotter. There were seven feast days of the Lord, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, atonement, trumpets, and tabernacle, and every seventh year was deemed a seventh year. So there's more, but it's, you know, seven devils were exercised from Mary Magdalene, um, seven fishes, um, seven loaves and fishes, um, you know, 70 times seven for forgiveness with Peter. I mean, it's all up and through there. So um, I just wanted to share with you why, you know, the number seven is so important. Again, it symbolizes God's perfection, sovereignty, and holiness. Okay. Does anybody have any questions thus far or comments? I'm going to say seven times seven times seven equals seven. Okay, dude. Moving on, we're going to ignore Mr. Farley's comments from the back of the class in the corner because he already got attention. So we're going to, um, right. So, again, these things thus the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination to him. All right, so we're going to talk about the first one, a proud look. So sin one is a proud look. Let's, 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 let's talk about that so we can make sure that we get ourselves right if we're not right. Recorded for us in these four verses of the sixth chapter of the book of Proverbs is an inventory of seven things that God hates. Yet this record is not meant to be exhaustive or a complete listing of all sins, but merely suggestive of the kind of things that God hates. Throughout Scripture, there are many other sins cataloged in both the Old and New Testament, all of which equally to the sins of our text, God hates. By way of a side note, there are no big sins or little sins or acceptable sins in the definition of God. The truth of the matter is that God hates or God despises all sin. The truth of the matter is that all sin is an abomination or a blemish against God that against all God is and all that God stands for. All sin is in direct violation against the precepts or instructions of God's word for life and living. Okay? A proud look. A proud look is a look that is consumed with pride. Pride is an attitude of self-exaltation Conceit and self-superiority that arrogantly tramples and looks down on others. It has a disdain for others, nothing good to say about others, and it rebels and it rebels against God. Pride is vain. Pride is snobbish. Pride is stuck up, stuck on self, snooty, and pretentious. It has to be the center of attention. It has to have the last word. It must have its way, and the religious prideful think that they are holier than thou. Uh-oh. God hates pride because it contradicts his command that we humble ourselves, esteem others above ourselves, and that we go through life in service and servanthood to others. 
Pride is a dangerous and invasive thing and can creep in suddenly with too many applauses and cries for encores. <clears throat> and when too many people speak well of you or crown you with greatness, and just as sudden as it creeps in, it can demolish and tear down in moments what took years to build up. As a matter of fact, pride has brought down nations. It has brought down politicians. It has brought down pastors and ministries, and it will bring you down if you believe the resume. Scripture says, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Haughty is just another term for proud and or arrogant. Per 1 Timothy 3rd chapter 6 verse, pride was the sin of Satan. Per Jeremiah 49 chapter 16 verse, pride deceives the heart. And per Daniel 5th chapter 20th verse, pride hardens the heart. And as it is listed number one here in our text, pride is the basis or the foundation of all other sins. Say that again, because I didn't know that. As it is listed number one here in our text, pride is the basis or the foundation of all other sins. You name it, and it can be traced back to pride. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. I don't know if you all did, but I did. The oppression of the poor is because of pride. The hoarding of possessions is because of pride. The judgment of others is because of pride, and division in the church is the result of pride. Everybody wants to be in charge. Everybody wants to be with right in their own eyes. Be careful of people who constantly use the singular pronouns, I, me, myself, my, and my. <clears throat> I is subjective. Me is objective. Myself is reflective. Mine is a possessive pronoun, and my is a possessive determiner. These people start stuff. They hoard stuff. It's all about them and never about others. Lucifer used them and was kicked out of heaven. Isaiah 14th chapter, 12th, 13th, and 14th verse state the following. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend the heights above the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Where there is contention, there is pride. Where there is strife, there is pride. Where there are debates, that is pride, and when man or woman seeks to do his own thing, it is a matter of pride. But always remember that the Bible states, in the mouth of the foolish is the rod of pride. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance. What do we do when we know pride in our lives? Number one, we repent. Number two, we apologize. Number three, we take our eyes off of self. And four, we fix our eyes on Jesus. 
if anybody can make the case for having reason and right to exalt themselves, it was Jesus. After all, he was co-equal with God from eternity past. He is the word that was with God. He is the word that was God. Through him all things were made, and without him was nothing that was made. All things exist because of him, and all things exist unto him. But when he took on flesh and blood and became one of us, he didn't come with a proud look. He didn't come with haughty eyes. He was not born in the palaces of Jerusalem, and Jesus did not come for others to serve him. The Bible says he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even unto death on the cross. What do we mean when pride invades our thoughts? He didn't amass he didn't amass wealth unto himself. He gave himself for the benefit of others. He had nowhere to lie his head and he didn't look down upon others. The prostitute. He didn't look down on that person. The tax collector, he didn't look down on that person either. The adulterer, he didn't look down and and on any of them. He didn't look down. But Jesus reached down to pick them up. He reached down to make their lives better. He reached down to invite them in, and he reached down to forgive their sins. Their lives were mess, but Jesus didn't look down. He did stoop down, but Jesus didn't look down. Jesus stooped down to give sight to the blind. Jesus stooped down to make the lame to walk. Jesus stooped down to unclog deaf ears, and he stooped down to convict stone throwers of their sin. Jesus said, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and there is rest for your soul, but not so with pride. Pride will reach out. Pride will not pick up. It will condemn. It will throw stones. It will distance itself away from others and have no compassion for others. But I heard Jesus say, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The word says, Humble thyself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. He who humbles himself shall be exalted, but he who exalts himself shall be made low. Don't have a Pharaoh spirit. Don't have a Lucifer spirit. Don't have a spirit that is of this world, but let the Holy Spirit abide within. Let him take you out of self and put you into Christ. Let the Holy Spirit give you a humble spirit and bring you to your knees. Get down in your own will and not later by God's might. God will bring low every hearty eye, and he opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And that's our reading for today. Does anybody have any, you guessed it, comments, questions, ideas, or thoughts? Good reading. Amen. Amen. Right here, over there, Maury. Um, It was interesting when you said that about pride being a basis of all sin, and you were saying it, then I thought, well, you know what? Because pride talks about me and satisfying me. Hmm. And that's the, that's the nature of flesh. 
<laughs> you know, and I never would have really put that all together like that, but I, I could see that because whenever I'm doing what I want to do, then that's me and that's my flesh nature. So it's like, wow, I can, I can make that connection. Mm. That is so true. I guess you're right. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like the nature, so the nature of sin, of all sin being to satisfy us, you know, ultimately leads back to satisfying, like you said, satisfying the flesh. And, you know, that, that really does, even if you look at um, the basis of human beings right outside of our spirit selves, just us as, as animals, um, that really is like our primitive, the primitive part of us uh, seeks to satisfy needs because really if you think about it, they say that we just have a few basic needs in that sex that is um, eating, right, and and safety, shelter. So it, it And so at our nature, we are um, self-serving because it is the law of self-preservation, you know, that is at the root of who we are as individuals um, before the spirit, you know, gets in there and does some things. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, which is why we war against the flesh every day because we're warring against what we do naturally. Wow, that's, that's wow. Never get yeah. Yep. If you think about it, it's, 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 is what at the base, and, and it's not to say that, think about it, because I've had these conversations, think about this, you all, um, a baby, right? Because some people say, no, you know, some people are born, whatever. Let's just take a baby. Let's look at when somebody is actually born into this world, right? A baby is concerned with their own needs. I want to eat. I want mama to pick me up, you know, they even get pleasure from using the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? It really, they do. Everything is, is, is like the pleasure principle. That's why there's so many things that are, are um, movies about it, books written about it, studies, because we as human beings, we are self-preserving. And if you are self-preserving, then naturally you're going to do those things that ensure your own survival, whether it is physically, emotionally, mentally, or what have you. Look at Lord of the Flies, movies like Lord of the Flies, um, Cube. Like there's different movies that come out, um, and um, and it, it's all about what happens when people are taken out of their socialized environment and they're put into their most natural and primitive state. And we already know what happens. Folks are killing each other. You'll be stealing food. You'll stab somebody over a piece of bread. You know, crazy stuff happens. People just start having illicit sex all over the place, you know, for um for, for that need to be satisfied. Um, people get mean. You know, they're mean in their judgment. And it's whatever I have to do, even if I have to kill everybody else, whatever I have to do to survive is what I'm going to do. And so that's why, you know, that pride thing is there because um, 
like it says, and like you just said, Samuel, and like it says in the reading, you know, pride is all about you, and 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 um, that's at, the, at our very fleshly nature, and that's why, you know, we have to fight to forgive those who trespass against us because it's not natural to do that. That's why we have to fight not to cuss somebody out when they cuss us or to get revenge on people or when we're not satisfied in our marriage goal and just keep going to the next person and the next person and the next person and the next person. You know, those are because it's self-satisfying. It's self-indulgent. So, but now this is the thing, and as you were talking, it, it even rang out more and more. So... Pride leads to self, and if we fully do everything that we want to do, it leads to destruction. We go crazy. We can't handle it. So mm-hmm. if we are turned over fully to ourselves, I'm, and I mean, and this is without God interfering, wow, you know what? And it just hit me. That's why man is going to destroy this world in seven years. Because at the tribulation period, God is going to just totally back away and for seven years, I'm going to let you have it. Mm-hmm. And in seven years, this whole planet is going to go to Kazuda Bank. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, that that, that yep. just hit me. <laughs> You're right. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right. Whenever, when, when there is not what saves us is a higher level consciousness. That's what saves us. That's how things, you know, sharing. You know, if you look at tribal tribal people, you know, who don't have much, people who live in the jungle, they can't survive without each other. Without that higher level consciousness, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. You, There are certain communities cannot survive with everybody being just selfish and prideful and self-indulgent. You're not going to make it. You're just not, you know, um, now, when I was in school, I was taking anthropology class, and we were studying, like, some of the different African tribes and, you know, in Brazil and, um, you know, just different places like that and in the Amazon. And it's, it's, it's that higher level. It's that understanding that, okay, we cannot just do whatever. People cannot just – and that's another reason why, like, in, in African um, villages, too, like, according – the African culture, and it's, I believe it's this way in Asian culture as well and, and Native American, um, that folks can't just do what they want to do. Like if you have two people who are married and somebody ain't right, somebody cheating or abusing somebody, some foolishness is going on, you have to come before the entire tribe. There's a council. Like you just, it ain't no, this is my house and I do what I want to do. No, no, no. That wife or that husband can file a complaint with the tribal leader or the chief or whoever, and then everybody has to come as a group and discuss the issue. And the elders make the decision, and they'll set you right. Why? Because as long as everybody's in, see, that's why society's going to hell right now. As long as everybody in their own individual household is doing whatever and whatever flies, you know, that's destructive. Because the things are going on, if you there's abuse, some kid is getting abused or husband or wife, somebody going to die, or now you're, you're sending abusers out the house who are going to abuse other people. Or if you're doing crack in the house, you know, you're, if, if the child starts using, now that child might go break in your neighbor's house, 
kill somebody or drive drunk. I mean, you see what I'm saying? That's, that's why those types of societies have thrived for so long because there is no, no, I mean, you know, people have their pride, but it's not allowed to just overshadow and overtake everything else. There is accountability to the group as a whole. for the survival of the entire, and the safety of the entire group. Hmm. Well, see, now that even gets into why God gave us the law. Because before the law, man just did whatever he wanted to do. And, you know, he made up his own rules and regulations. But when God gave us the law, that that is the standard that God set to let you know, well, this isn't right, this isn't right, there. In other words, there was no, there was nothing like written down beforehand, and man just pretty much did as he did. It's always been a, a law inside of us because of how we're comprised and how God made us. But again, that's skewed because of the perversion of you know the fall of sin. But that you when you were talking about that, that just made me think about why God gave the law. God gave the law for two reasons: one, to make a standard, to, so the man had something to go by. And then two, to also let man know, see, and you can't fulfill it. You need me to fulfill it. Mhm. Right. Good morning, right. people. How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. What's wrong with you? What's going on? It's kind of funny because the other day I was thinking about the book, Lord of the Five. And we know it's mm. about an island filled with children that grew mm-hmm. up with no supervision. Mm-hmm. And they, since they didn't have any supervision to help guide them, they didn't know how to work together as a team. And they wind up pretty much doing what they wanted and they killed each other. And that's what it seems like is going on now. People don't want to look at the standard of what we should be going by in order to work together and to build each other up. We're too power-hungry to get attention, to be seen, to be recognized. And in the scripture it's stated, it's not about us. It's about us coming together, working as a unit. Not looking for praise upon us, but to Praise our Creator. But as long as we keep having that thirst and hunger to be seen and look at me, that's what's going to keep on knocking us back down into the barrel of crab. And, um, you know, just like we go through things, and I think I stated it a couple of days ago, when we come out of our storm, we're supposed to come out with a better understanding of unconditional love. We can't be having our minds focus on payback. Because if you get ready to go back into payback, it just snatched you back into what you just came out from. It's setting you up to go back to what you just came out from. And then that way you hadn't learned anything. If you learn anything, then you know to let go, and then you can go ahead and move forward and look forward to your promotion instead of feeling like you always stuck. 
That's why we on the daily. Okay, I'm finished. But the lessons only get more difficult when you ignore the first ones, right? Exactly. And you know, and and it's simple, like I said, let go. It's a simple thing. You have to be willing to let go. It's like a baby bird. We first learned how to fly. Okay, you up in that nest, you got comfortable in that nest, but before you jump out, you have to get set to let go. On the part when they start flapping their wings, that's to build up momentum, but then get to the momentum, you get up to where you don't need the momentum anymore, but then just to go ahead and to glide. So that way, it's not you working so much harder, but it's more of you working into your gift and your authority. But the way we see it, it's so morbid that everything is going into chaos. Okay, I'm finished. Sorry. No, there's no need to be sorry. This is, you know, a safe place to share. Does anybody have, uh, does anyone, anybody else have anything? I'm new. Um, is that okay? Uh, I didn't know if your group was closed or not. Oh, we have a new person. Yeah, I I I liked what you were saying, so I called in, but you know, not not too sure. Um, I don't know what the ideology is, but uh, so far it's good. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. May I ask, have you heard about the line? Like, do you know someone else who calls in? or? No, no. I uh, haven't been on talk show in a long time. And I, <laughs> I'm i a gypsy, so I'm just able to call in today, and here I am. Okay. Well, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I I do have a a thought though, um, because I like what you're saying, and I don't know what you know what you've evolved from, but I'm guessing we're all pretty much going in the same direction. Um, how, do you um do you like have a little bit of shared time before you start prayer? Is that how you do it? Well, we we go through Sam, I'll let you I'll let you address that if you will. So uh, you basically asking like how do we do do the prayer call or whatever? Right. Um, well this is what we do. On Monday we have a Bible study and that starts like at about seven thirty. On um Tuesday through Friday, well actually Wednesday is now was the day that I kind of back down and let Lisa or whomever run the line. Um, but, like, so she's kind of running the time, but she, you know, feels led to run it. Um, when I do it, we, uh, well, we always open up in prayer. And, and uh, the Holy Spirit might lead us anywhere. You never know. But we open up in prayer. Then we have our list that we go over where we're praying for different people and situations, circumstances. Then we'll get into different readings and stuff. And that's what Lisa was just kind of finishing up now. 
uh, the different readings, which always leads into discussion. I mean, really, what it's about is called prayer shifts and ministries because we try to let the Holy Spirit lead us wherever we need to go. So it's we open, we talk about, and it's always just really trying to be led by God, by the Spirit of God. So that that's the basis of what we do. And then we always close out with uh, with prayer requests. And that's kind of how, how we function on this line. So I'm not sure. Are we at the point of closing out? Because uh, if so, I do have a prayer request. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll turn it back over to Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> well, actually, yes. If, if it, no one had any other comments or anything, we can go ahead and get started um, on prayer requests. Um, well, should I say something or wait a little longer? Yes. Oh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Um, okay. Uh, just want to let you know a little bit about myself so you know where I'm coming from, um, if that's all right. Uh, uh-huh. Feel free. I, um, I'll try to make this short, but, uh, my daughter and I have just started communicating again. And uh, I raised my girls, like, you know, strictly Christian type, you know. And then uh, I I uh, had a major interruption in my life. And um, I found a, a website that was, because I, I was no longer able to hang out with people anymore. <laughs> I found a website with um, people from all over the world. And... Uh, in a, you know, pretty much Christian uh, dialogue, I noticed that um, it was free. You could come and go and speak. But then, uh, and this was 11 years, and then the whole thing changed after somebody in uh, Maryland started closing the the place down. And and it was about that time that I I started to morph. And... uh, Anyway, uh, I had, before the the family got divorced, I told God, you know, um, I don't want to come back until I have integrity because I didn't want to be like these other guys. But um, it's been, you know, quite a few years, I guess. And uh, I noticed that there's a lot of, of new things. Even before, I guess before that time, I would call them New Age Christians. <laughs> but... um but I noticed there's a lot more openness to um, uh, where, I guess, well, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a wider uh, worldview. I don't know how to say it. And um, my daughter particularly helped uh, me with the sort of boomerang vibration going on. <laughs> so we've been um, having more discussion um, using videos. I don't know. That's the way my dad and I communicate. Uh, he's aerospace, and I didn't have that kind of an education. So, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a whole story there. But anyway, um, so we, recently I've gotten really sick because I haven't been, um, you know, doing things I know I should do. And uh, she's been helping me <laughs> today especially but last night I was severely 
uh, and severe pain. Um, when I heard you talking, I was thinking about, you know, Jish, maybe, um, you know, this might be a group that's uh, able to go in that direction because um, I, uh, right before I, um, I don't know, just a couple of weeks back or whatever it was, my daughter asked me to pray for her, and um, it had been some time since I'd done that, <laughs> and I was thinking about it, how I used to, you know, just do the whole healing thing, and um, I even called somebody back from the dead in Hungary in 2009, quite a shocking experience for everyone, <laughs> and uh, it was in a restaurant. So, and the daughter of the lady came to the restaurant just to check. She didn't ask enough questions, so. But anyway, um, uh, so I know through my studies that you're able to, you know, send energy and prayer is one way of doing that. So uh, when you were talking about, um, basically it, it sounded like collective consciousness, in other words, our higher consciousness collective consciousness and uh, and I don't know yesterday when I was studying which I don't get too much of an opportunity to do these days but um, when we recognize that we're all related we don't want to hurt each other and we do care about you know each other because the health of others is our health so anyway, I um just wanted to say that because I'm looking, I guess, for <laughs> I'm looking for other a peer group, I guess. And it's hard to find. <laughs> but uh, but when I was when I was uh, two weeks ago when I was asked to pray for my daughter, I did this thing that I morphed into from 2010. Um, I won't go into that, but. I uh, I happen to be out in the country. I liked it, you know, in the high altitude. And uh, I just had my um, shoes and socks off, and there was some rocks next to the trees. And I and I had my back up and my hands up, and I started to do something that worked once before, you know, sending energy. But it was translated in my mind, and I saw I saw these two. Uh, beings with angel wings, you know, on both sides of my daughter. This is what I was seeing, you know, um, in my mind's eye. And, uh, you know, it worked out for her. She's usually a shy person. And uh, anyway, she was in tears when she told me what happened. Um, So anyway, I, I know there's the capability of us to help each other through sending energy. There's, uh, China uh, non-medicine hospital that that's what they do there and uh, other people on a CD I saw but but uh, as religious minded people most of us you know are afraid of that kind of thing and um, so I don't know how you meld the two of them together (laughs) I'm clueless yet on that but I don't know so what do you think Um, give me one second. 
trying to get to a point where I can park and I'll pray for you. So just give me a minute. I'm sorry, was that a question? He said if you could just give him one second, he's parking his car. He oh. said just give him one second, he's parking, and he's going to pray for you. Yeah, it, it's my whole, the whole side of my head. I I stopped taking care of my health properly, and I I have a lot of pain. But my daughter, she sent me some stuff that you're supposed to do, like most of us don't do. <laughs> And um, mm-hmm. so, so I I don't have the money to be able to afford corrective surgery. So what what is it that you need corrective surgery for? Well, okay, it's it's kind of a weird story, but um, I had a I had a dream about a tall gray. I don't know if you know anything about him, but and the next day or something, I scratched something that's supposed to be in my nasal passage, and ever since then it's been cold on that side. Together, together with the um, decay on my tooth on that side, my teeth, my jaw. Okay. It's been really painful. So it's a nasal, you know, ear, jaw thing on that side of my head. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff is connected. Yep. So when when he was parking, he was uh, on the call, but did he, I don't know, did he hang up or something? Yeah. No, he's <laughs> he still here. He's uh-huh. probably just on mute. Sometimes people are on mute um, if there's a lot of background noise. Right. And they don't want to be, you know, disruptive or rude, you know, to make sure that other people can hear. They'll just put their phones on mute. So he's here. He's he's still here. Um, He's just on mute. There might be a lot of noise where he's at. Um, You know, is there anybody else who um, would like to say anything or pray for our sister, until Sam is able to get back on. Pam, would you like to pray real quick? Yeah, I'm here. I'm almost, I'm like about three blocks, and I want to be able to, um, with a sacrament, I'm three blocks home, and I'm parked. Okay. All right, and then, well, Sam, do you do you want me to pray real quick, or do you just want us to wait? Um, if you feel led, you can. Mhm. Okay. Uh, so, so you're gonna you're gonna get more than one prayer. I will pray, and then Sam will pray for you if that's okay. Sure. Thank you. Uh huh. Okay. Heavenly Father, we are lifting um, your daughter up to you in prayer today. We are asking that that you just that you just come down and that you send your spirit down to do whatever it is that needs to be done. We ask that you just go through 
that you identify, that you call out, that you just bring forth anything that it is that all of us need to see. We ask that you just take inventory as only you can. We ask that you, um, you know, expose anything that needs to be exposed so that your will and work can be done in this situation. We ask that you uh, bring clarity, wisdom, and discernment in this situation. We ask that you just make your presence known here on the line this morning, that you just do things that only you can do in a way that only you can do them. We ask that whatever it is that our sister is in need of, there may be things that you know, she does not feel comfortable revealing on the line is we all have things that we just may not want to openly share, but we know that you know all of the things that we all have need of, oh, God. And we just ask that you just come in and do whatever work um, needs to be done. And we just ask that you just, um, that you just, again, take inventory and just show her whatever it is that she needs to be shown in order for her to do what it is that that you need to do or need for her to do in her life. Um, we ask that you show the direction that you will, would like for her to go and that you um, lead her down the path of righteousness this morning. We were talking about righteous walking and righteous living on the line. And so we just ask that you lead her and all of us down the path of righteous living so that we can live for you um, wholeheartedly and receive all that which you would have for us to receive from your blessings and abundance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. You ready to pray? Yeah. All right. Hey, my thoughts. Uh, what did you say? Was that a question for me to pray? No, I was just asking, well, are you ready for me to pray for you? Absolutely. Yes, Lord. God sorting out things. There's a lot of sorting out that you're doing. There's a lot of sorting out that you're doing. You're trying to hear. You're trying to figure out. It's like you're trying to hear from God, but there's a lot of knowing. There's a lot of disruption to keep you from being clearly connected and focused with God. You've got some hurt and some pain. you got both natural and spiritual. Well, we break things down, spirit, soul, and body. I see, I see a lot of torness in you, a lot of torness in you. And if there's a struggle about, you know, sometimes we struggle to the point that we don't even recognize that we want to even be here. We're just tired of dealing with it. We're just tired. We're just tired of the struggle, and and that's kind of like you're at. 
you know, but the thing about it, and especially, you know, go to different meetings if you talk to people, and they say you got to, you know, you got to be at your bottom before you can really even begin to come up. You're, you're kind of at your bottom. You're kind of because you're just tired, you're frustrated, you're pissed, you got issues with people, with God. You just you just want to say, you know what, I'm done with it, but you wake up and something pushes you and, and, and presses you to take that one more step. And you're walking cautiously because of the hurt and the pain, because you're not really sure if it's God or, or what's going on, and, and you're, you're tired of, of, of missing it and making mistakes. You're just tired. I, I keep hearing broken. I keep hearing hurt and pain. Hmm. That sounds accurate. <clears throat> okay, now we were talking about earlier. I might have even been Pam was praying, and actually, oh my God, that prayer that she stated was, oh Jesus, not. Mm. We're talking about, you know, because like I said, I talk about we pray for different people and stuff. We pray for people abused and addicted, and that would that's not necessarily has to be a, a a chemical thing or somebody else doing it. They could be doing it to themselves or just habit parents and and. I, I sense you in that, that scenario of, of just broken. I keep coming back to broken. But the thing about it is we got there over a long period of time. We're not going to get out overnight. It's things that develop in our lives over years. And, yes, we would like things to be immediately changed and just totally taken away from us. But majority of the time, that is not going to happen that way. God gives you the power, and he, he He supernaturally acts, but the majority of times, the majority of times, I'm not saying always, I'm talking about the majority of times, it's going to be work on our half. See, in all honesty, we work to get ourselves into that situation, either knowingly or unknowingly. And all honesty, we work years to get these bad habits, these bad mindsets, these bad barriers and these blockades in our life. We work years to build up walls. So nine times out of ten, it's not going to just come down in one day like the Berlin Wall. It's majority. Even that in itself seems like it came down in one day. We're not going to talk about how much preparation, how many years, People have been have been coming against that wall. So even that in itself, we see that momentary that one day the wall comes down, but we're not going to talk about all the other years that people have been against that wall. We always talk about, you know, we 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 I, I, I laugh on the line is you know that overnight success. Yeah, I had 22 years making into that overnight success. See, see, that's the work that's involved. In order for you to come out of your scene, now this is the beautiful thing about it, though. In order for you to come out of where you're at, you can. In order for your life to transform, it can. See, God is no respect to a person. He, he said, see, that's the beauty. Don't believe the lie that sings in your ear that it ain't going to work. You try before stop. It's too big. The guy, no, 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 no. See, see that this is the beautiful thing about it. If you will allow God 
to show you what needs to be done, and then if you will do the work that's involved in order to be set free, in order to be healed, in order to be delivered, you can come out of that bondage. You got a yoke of bondage that's around you that the enemy has placed of oppression and depression, and yes, it can be broken in your life. You don't have to claim that thing. It can be broken, but God is saying there's going to be work involved. Now, if you're willing to do the work, God will partner up with you. If you're willing to do the work, God will partner up with you and say, now, come on. He, of course, he's going to be your trainer. He's going to give you what you need so you can step by step come out of this process, step by step transform your life, step by step do the things that he's calling you to do so this will be broken off you. And trust and believe when God breaks it off you, it's not coming back. Because, see, the same gates that were open that allowed them to come in your life will be the same doors that will be shut, that they will not be allowed to come back because he is going to be the blood of Jesus that's going to break the barrier and cover your life. So now, if you will let God enter into the deepest part of your hurt, uh, not your heart, but you're hurt. If you allow him into that deepest part of your hurt, he will begin the processes necessary to break off the bondage of your life. Yep, that's a hard thing for me. (laughs) I don't know how to do that. Well, today you're going to find out. You want to find out? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm with you this far already. <laughs> See, now this is where I pulled over. No, this one's going to be a little deeper. <laughs> Let me get this out. <sighs> I wish Erica was on the line, but I'm not sure she is. But um, We're going to start. I'm just have you say a prayer, a prayer and repeat after me, okay? Okay. Say, Daddy God. Daddy God. Thank you. Thank you. For keeping me. Keeping me. For loving me. For loving me. For forgiving me, Jesus. For forgiving me. Through all my foolishness. My fleshness. Was that fleshness? Yep. My fleshness. And just me. And just me. Being me. Being me. Lord, you have loved me to this point. I think you said the start, right? Lord, you have loved me from the start. So, Lord, you have loved me to this point. To this point, and I'd be a fool. And I'd be a fool to think you're gonna drop me now. To think you're gonna drop me now. There's one thing that I understand, Lord. There's one thing I understand, Yahweh. That I am called to be a believer. I'm called to believe. I don't have to understand everything. I don't have to understand it all. I just need to believe you. Just believe you. So, Father God. 
I believe. I believe that you can set me free. That I can be set free. I believe. I believe that you can give me whatever is needed. Yes, according to your word, all things are mine. You can give me whatever I need. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come into my life. Come into my life. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your presence. And begin to instruct me. Instruct me. Step by step. Step by step. Whatever is needed. Whatever I need. So that I can begin. So I can begin. To train, transform my life. To transform my life. I accept it. I accept it. I yield to it. And yield to it. Daddy God. Abba, Abba, Father. Start the processes. Start the processes. In Jesus' name, amen. Hashem Yeshua. So be it. Now I'm going to pray for you. Thank you. Now, Father, she has confessed on her own mouth that she is allowing you to come in and begin the necessary processes so she can begin to be changed out of that situation. So, Father God, our unite with her in such a unique fashion. That you know what needs to be done. See, you are the great physician. You are the counselor. The provider, El Shaddai, Father God, whatever it is that she needs, you will get no father. Actually, you have already given it to her, Lord. Now she's just to begin to walk into it. Now she's just begin to walk into what her inheritance is. What her, because she's a child of the Most High, she has rights and privileges because she's united with you. It's not because of what she's done, but because of who she is. So I'm asking right now, forget her, begin to break off the bondages, the yokes the things that's been holding, keeping her shut under shackles, shut up on the chain and beaten down. Take that over right now in the name of Jesus. And I'll go now begin to help her, hope her, impart, strengthen whatever's needed so she can begin to take the necessary steps. We bind together, Father, in unison, Lord, we bind together in agreement, Lord. Here it comes. Uh, hi, here it comes. Here it comes. Mm, you got a team of trainers that's just been set aside to you. They're going to train you now. Your life is going to become different. I didn't say it was going to be pleasurable. I just said it's going to be different. But see, this difference is it's not leading you into bondage. It's leading you out. 
So you're going to have to go through some pain. You're going to have to go through some things so that now you can be set free. God is our God. You, you got a team of trainers. See, I call the Holy Spirit your trainer. You know, we get personal trainers in the world to come in. Okay, get up and go to work. And, you know, and they're going to work you. Well, your Holy Spirit is your trainer. He said, nah, nah, now that you've confessed it and you're ready, we're going to begin to work. There's going to be work involved to change and transform you. There's going to be requirements. You're going to get hurt because of certain things that you did and didn't understand or knowingly and unknowingly. So there's going to be a lot of things in order to get this out of you. That's why I said a believer. See, we're called to be believers. We don't have to understand all things, but we need to believe and trust God. And if you truly trust God and seek him in all and through all, he will begin to give you what is needed. He knows the processes that needs to be done in. He knows how it needs to be done. See, that's why he's the great physician. That's why he knows that, okay, you might need a word, you might need a song. He's going to begin to give you your spiritual weapon. He's going to begin to train you how to use your weapon. See, it's a lot that goes involved in this, but trust and believe if you're going to be willing to take the steps. Trust and believe if you're going to be willing to submit to God and stand strong against the devil. If you're willing just to allow God to go through the processes that are needful, you can begin to walk out of all that the enemy has done. And this is the beautiful thing about it. The enemy thought he had you. He said, I got it this time. Ain't no way out. You know, it's funny. He said the same thing about Jesus. Well, look how that turned out. <laughs> he, 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 he turned my kingdom up. He's raising the dead. He, he's throwing me around. And he, he, he thought he had him, and he put him on that cross. And look what happened. Praise the Lord. Now we got a whole bunch of mini Jesus like you and me and Erica. Felicia, Pam, Elisa. See, now you got a whole bunch of mini Jesus. See, we, 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 we're learning, and we got that same resurrected power. But you know what's even better? He said, and greater things shall you do. Come on now. <laughs> See, he had you on his mind. He said, greater things shall you do. <laughs> so you recognize all that Jesus did when he walked the earth. And he said, and greater things shall you do. So you keep that in your heart and in your mind when the devil comes back and says, it ain't working. You a fool. Don't believe it. You, you say, well, let me tell you what the word says. That's how you defeat him. You go back to the word. Let me tell you what my God said about me. And tell me, I'm the righteousness because of Christ Jesus. It's nothing that you did. It's because of who you are. And you made a decision to allow God into your life. And now you're making decisions to yield, to grow, so that he can transform you and grow you into the woman of God he calls you to be. So, Father God, we thank you as we place a hedge of protection around her and her family as you begin to take her down the road to recovery that you have designed to help. In Jesus' name, my prayer. Amen. 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 I, I see the road of discipline ahead. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I felt it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Amen. All right, Ms. Butler, back on you. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear what you need some more breaks? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if I was on mute still or not or what. Okay. 
Um, thank you, uh, Pastor Farley. Um, I certainly hope that that was helpful this morning. I'm doing so um, anyone <laughs> um, who's next in line for prayer requests, and just beware, I will be asking you guys to pray for one another. Um, so, you know, just stand ready. Stand ready. So, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Good morning. Who oh, is that, Renee? I'm sorry, it's hard. I'm driving. It's a little hard for me to hear. Was that Renee that said pray for me? Oh, that was Pam. That was Pam that said pray for me. Well, who said okay. good morning? Who said good morning? Erica. Oh, oh okay. All right. So, Erica, what, Erica, about a couple. Didn't you just say you wish Erica was on the line? Mm hmm. You uh, you got anything in your spirit for the young lady we were just praying for? No, I didn't know. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I just here. got on the line, so I haven't. I'm I'm sorry, I don't. Um, oh, she yeah. don't know what's going on. Okay. All right, no problem. No problem at all. Um. Okay, so Pam is next. Uh, Erica, are you in a position where you can pray for Pam? I am. Okay, I wasn't sure we were on the low low. <laughs> yeah. And we were on whisper mode. Okay, if you could pray for Pam, that would be more than awesome. Um, Felicia, you still here, honey? See, you still here? Okay, maybe she might have gotten back off. Okay, I'm going to have to, because I'm all over the place. And I'm not really in a good position right now to get pray for nobody because I can't focus. Um, I'm taking my daughter to oral surgery, so it's kind of crazy. Um, so Erica and Sam, I'm going to ask you all to pray for Felicia for me. I mean, to pray for um, actually Felicia and Pam. To be honest, first Pam, then Felicia. And then I'll be able to get back up in the mix as soon as I'm stationary before I, I don't want to run into nothing. Okay. Well, you to hmm. <laughs> Satara hashira mokoshi tere he si tere mokoshara se tere he si tere mokoshi tere sotoro hoshara keshi tara hasara keshi tara hasira mokoshara sotoro hoshira keshi tara hasira mokosha keshara hasira keshi tere he si tere mokoshara se tere he si tere mokoshi tere se tere mokoshara Mokoshi tere hesire mokosha sara keshi tarasira mokosha tarahasino shetere hesire mokoshe tere hesire shetere hesire mokosha tarahasira keshi tere hesire mokoshi tara keshi tarahasira mokosha tarahasira shetere hesire mokosha tara koshi tere mokosha tarahasi tara mokoshara is there something you contemplate on that you're just like being still about? 
couple of things. Koshi tere heshe tere mokoshara. Keshi tara hasi mokoshara. Hasi tere heshe tere mokoshara. Because, you know, I have a vision of you just like you're sitting um, away from, and it's like you're sitting um, and you're like uh, strumming your fingers on a table or a desk and you have your hand on your chin. <laughs> and um and it's sort of like, you know, it's like a window open and there is light within the room, but you have chosen to sit in the dark part of the room, and it's like you're just sitting there, again, strumming your fingers, you know, on the desk or table, and you just have your, you know, chin in your hand, and you're just, you know, you're looking. I, I do not sense... Um, it's like you're in one of those just states. Like I'm in a what? A just state. I can't really, it's, it, it's not like you're trying to say, should I do this or should I do that? It's just like the things are there and you're just figuring out, should you move, period. So I, I don't. That's about accurate for a particular situation, information that I've recently, that has recently come to me. Um, and so I'm kind of, of stuck as to what my next move should be. Okay. Um, do not try to figure it out in your own mind. You you need to seek um, counsel with God to allow him to direct you as to what you should do. Um, it's almost like, I guess, the this this thing plus whatever else there is that you're trying to rationalize it within your own mind, your own heart, and you're not allowing God to, um, you know, take part of whatever this process, decision-making process that you are needing to go through. You know, pretty much you need to seek um, counsel with God and you need to trust what it is that he directs you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And that's why I'm not moving. Because I'm trying not to make a decision emotionally based. It's just have, you, have you talked to God about it yet or are you just sitting there? Let the situations be know, what they are. Well, I've talked to him about it a little bit, but I haven't asked the questions that I need to mm-hmm. ask because okay. I'm a firm believer that you have to be careful what you ask for. And so I try to be specific in what it is that I ask, and I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure what I want 
You know mm-hmm. why? Because you're 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 um you still you have some type of fear or trust issues with that. With God or with the situation? Well, you um you have some trust issues still with God because you're fearful of what he may direct you to do. Okay. So you're fearful of what he's going to say because you know for a fact in your spirit that once he directs you, you know, once you seek counsel and he answers you, you can't do anything but what he directs you to do. And that's where your hesitancy is right now. What he's going to, the specifics behind what he's going to tell you to do or how he's going to tell you to address whatever this is. So your should, the should not or should I thing comes from, am I willing to to do what God is going to tell me to do? And your fear is what he might tell you to do and your willingness to follow through. But you got to get out of Pam and let God do that. I can relate, Pam. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah, the closer did it, the combined. Oh, Father God, do you want me to go down that lane? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, well, I guess I got you. I'm finna go on mute then. <laughs> <laughs> you and my, you and my prayers, you and my prayers, my sister, I'm mute now. I'm still listening, but I'm muted. Because <laughs> I'm finna tell you now, I'm finna say, mm, and mm, ah, woo, ah. Amen, I'm muted. Alright, um, see, mm, yeah, well, I mean, you can go on mute, but you basically was already starting because I was listening to it and I just didn't want to say nothing, but now I can't get away from it. Again, we got to know who we are, what our strengths and what our weaknesses. Now, I say that because you, you sitting around not making a decision is your weakness because that's something that you'll do. And Erica kind of touched on that. So you have to be conscious of that, and that's any of us. When we know, because Felicia, procrastination is your weakness, because that's what you do, then when you're sitting, you have to be conscious of that. Like me, I'll jump out there and I'll do something. You know, and that's why I've learned how to study. So, you know, so that's what she was talking about, and she got into it, and uh, definitely about, you know, you're fearing the response, but I was laughing because this is funny, and I, I can I I will probably say I can about ninety nine percent sure what I'm about to say. You trying to figure out what to pray for, and God said I told you how to pray, but now because you're stuck in your head and you're unwilling to do what you're capable of and pray in the manner that I'm calling you to pray, you're stuck. How do I get unstuck? What do I do? I want you know what? That's you and your mentor got to get that conversation. But it's all you in your head, and God is calling you to get out of your head. You're trying to figure out what to pray for. God said, if you pray through your spirit, you'll have what you need. You got it in you. You're full of the spirit. You've done it on occasion because you're trying to figure out how to connect instead of just yield and get what you need. Then you're stuck. 
So now the endless loop, the endless cycle, how to break this, how, how to overcome this. I got to figure it out. That's why you stuck. I was trying not to go down this road, but he didn't let me. <laughs> and see, ooh, well, see, now this is the bad part about it. Ooh, see. What is it, boy? <laughs> yeah, well, see, because, you know, school and grades and kids and education, and you get to a certain level and... Well, you know what? You're old enough to figure that out for yourself. So God said, that's, you're going to have to work on this one yourself. You you got it. You got to walk it out yourself. I can't do it for you. Erica can't do it for you. Holy Spirit will work with you. So now I can't help you. Pretty much God has given you an entire toolbox. He's already told you what tools to benefit you in every manner, what to dig with, what to plow with, everything. And now, because you have been hesitant to move initially, you have the whole toolbox, and you have to pick the tool. First, you have to, you know, look at the situation and see if you need to try to break the ground or if the ground is already broken and you need to, toilet or plant the seed and you have to carry you have to carry enough tools with you that will you have to use the thing is you don't have room to carry every tool in a toolbox you only are permitted to carry the tools that are necessary to use for this part of your journey and God has directed you which ones to use it's all about you picking them up remembering what he said picking it up and moving on I know she's going to stay off mute too long. <laughs> well, I was over here jumping too much, but I'm back on mute. Bye. <laughs> oh. You all. Hmm, dear? What? Huh? Okay. For the prayers that uh, Felicia and Sam had did for me yesterday, I came across a customer yesterday. And she was telling me about, because I hadn't seen her in a while. And she was telling me some of the things that she was going through. Well, she said that she was in a house, and she knows that the walls were uh, infected with mold. That she couldn't sleep, and that it was messing with her breathing. She talked to her landlord. He told her it was some type of shadow something. And I was like, I said, you could have checked into that, and he could have been in trouble for having you living in a um, dwelling like that. And she's the type of person for where she would be a landlord's dream as far as renting. Because so she was telling me that she would pay her rent twice a year, which she would give give the man six checks every six months to cover her rent. Plus she had her plus she had her security deposit in, so she didn't have to chase her down for her rent. She gave it to you up front. Okay, she said that she had such a hard time for her landlord to fix what needs to be fixed in the house that 
she went looking. And in looking, she found something that was a little bit more, but she got more room and it was in better condition so that she can sleep through the night. And she told me, she said, Renee, I could have went ahead and, you know, got on him about that and took him to court and everything. She said, but in the long run, that would have cost more time, more money, and then it would have made her more sick. But with her getting out and going to look, came across something that was better. So she walked into her promotion, her living, uh, you know, her living space. So like I said, she could have stood, she could have sat still, but she got out and she moved. Okay, I'm finished. Amen. Were you done with me, Sam? <laughs> It sounds like you want me to be done with you. (laughs) I got to come off from you right quick and just say, wow. (laughs) Wait a minute. That has so much underneath that, I just can't do nothing but laugh. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. What's up, PP? How you doing, girl? Right, yes. <laughs> I'm good. I just, I just had to. I just had to to to, to piggyback off what you and Erica said. And there's one thing that Pam said that was kind of the 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 root of the whole thing. She was like, "I wanna." She wants to pray how you know for her to be comfortable in mm. in his response. <clears throat> and his oh. response might not make you comfortable. And um, I, I keep hearing, you got to say, not my will, but your will. Mm. His will would be much better <laughs> outcome for you than you would think. So oh. that's, that's all I had. So I'm going back on you. Um, y'all just got me hobbling. Honey, I'm so tickled over here. I don't even know what to do. Amen. No. And one thing you have to understand is that you're not, for the for the most part, you're not going to you're not going to be comfortable. Yeah, you do that mm, again. <laughs> because, see, you're, and the reason I say that you're in a place now that God is asking you to commit to him. And he is peeling you like a banana. Because these things that you have grown uh, complacent and comfortable with, he is actually purging you so you can rid yourself of them permanently because you've been layering yourself with this too long. And he's trying to peel back the layers so that he can get to your core, your heart, your spirit, your soul. 
Mm-hmm. And the thing is, don't think that you're the only one. It's Please not don't. A, it's just, it's just, I mean, everybody who who has surrendered and said, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm going all in for you. We're, we're all going through different levels of, of discomfort because he has to get us stripped down to the the bare minimum. Mm. You know, just like when you have to, you know, just like refinishing wood in a house, mm-hmm. strip it down mm-hmm. to, you know, the base of it before you can put on a, a new coat to make it better. You know, he can't put he can't put new oil in and old wine scans and all that other stuff. Everything has to be new, so that he can. So whatever he puts in, we won't break. We can't because when he puts his when he puts his new spirit. All the way in us, not just in degrees, but like full fledged in us, we can't break. And that's what his spirit will do. His spirit is going to come in and, and it's going to expand. But if we're still working in our old in our old nature, that expansion will break us, and then we're not going to be of any use to him. So you're not. I mean. We don't, you're not walking alone. We and we all on this line, leaning on each other. So, you know, if you got to cry, you got several ears to call. You know, you got several shoulders to lean. You know, he, he gave us the support system for this time. And I'm going back on you. Yeah, well, I feel like crying right now, but uh, my toes hurt. Mm. But thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Um... And he's still laughing. No. <laughs> well, I just I got something I was going to say. That's all. Just go enjoy the Lord. You might as well go for it. You ain't been holding back so far. Well, I was going to say, see, Felicia said it, and, and, and she said, and all of us on this line, and since we know we talk about process and spirit, soul, and body and how God grows us up. So majority of the times when we're going after or doing or moving in a certain pathway, it's something that we desire, want, trying to achieve or whatever. And to say it, lack of a better term, well, say dangling the carrot, God uses that to transform us. So we're not really saying we're not really saying I'm trying to do this to draw closer to God. That was not our original intention. But God uses that to draw us closer to him. You know, like I say, you know, when I started out in business stuff, okay, fine, God used that to grow me up in him and with his word. So, you know, we all have things that we've been faced for that we had to, you know, reluctantly stand, pray, deal with things, situations, circumstances that hurt, tore, or whatever, and God said, uh-huh, 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 but I got a greater end game at peace. And so all the while, God is moving us toward that end game, 
and it's not what we think or not what we want, and that's that's that process. And see, going through that, you also learn how to divorce yourself from your emotions, which in order to grow spiritually, you must do that spirit, soul, and body. So now when you get to the point that you, in spite of I, I, I want this, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and do what God to be obedient because God told me to do, you know, I, I personally can testify. God had me praying for people that I really love. You want me to what? I, I talked about the time when I had that pain in my arm. Like, oh, okay. And he removed his presence from me. All of a sudden, I got pinned back to my bed. And, okay, I got a gift. So, yeah, he'll have you He'll have you the very object, the very thing that, that puts the dagger in your heart. He'll place you there and have you deal with it to grow you up. Because, see, he, he, I broke down soldier and warrior. That's what he's developing. So he needs that transformation in your life. Because if not, you will be shaken and stirred by everything that goes along, every situation or circumstances that goes along. So, so you, must, you must let God transform you in the way that you're transformed so that he can use. See, he's got an in-game purpose for your life, and that's what he's working you toward. And now I'm going on mute. Okay. Okay. It's time for y'all to pray for someone else. Who's next? Oh, you can pray for me. Hello? Hold on. I'm sorry, Lisa. This is your show. Huh? No, I was saying, I was telling Lisa, I was like, I'm sorry, this is her show. What, what, which one do next year? Lisa?
Can I ask a question? You say what? I'm wondering if there's an email address. I don't see anything on the website <clears throat> enough to be able to keep up with anything here. Uh, we don't have an email. Okay. Well, I've got a jotter. I can put it on my safe mail account at least. Look and see if I can find you when I have another opportunity, I guess. Yeah. We're on here every morning, so Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. Yes. We do Bible study on Mondays. That starts at 730. And then Tuesday through Friday is the um, is the prayer call. Tuesday through Friday, you said it's prayer call? Tuesday through Friday, yes. Okay. Okay, it seems like everybody went on mute at the same time for a moment. I think some people are driving. How long have you been doing this? Um, in various stages for uh, multiple years. So Monday through Friday, Bible, did you do Bible study on Monday through Friday? The Bible, the Bible study is on Monday morning. Oh, okay. And that's at 7.30, Central Time. Hello. Okay, where did everyone go? I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? What happened to the party? I know everyone is everyone driving. I know I was up until a second ago. Okay, so Renee's still there. Felicia, you still here? Here, Felicia. Where's Sam and Erica? You still here, honey? Well, Sam had to go to. Is he gone? I have no idea. If you are here, please announce yourself. Still here. Still here. Okay. Okay. Did he hang up? Uh, I think I got a pen. Mm. I was incognito for a second. All right. How's everybody doing? You got to turn the water okay. off? Right, let me. Was the black car outside? No. There's no black car outside? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on.
What is the pastor's name? What'd you say? Who is the pastor's name? Oh, <laughs> uh, Brother Sam. That's Pastor Sam. <laughs> the fellow who prays for me is Brother Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me try to figure out where we are if I have to get off for a moment. So has Felicia already been prayed for? No, she was supposed to come after me. Uh, Erica and Sam was supposed to pray for her after me. Okay, so you're the last one that got a prayer. Right. Now up for Felicia. Sounds like Felicia's busy. Okay, Renee? Renee said you could pray for her. Okay, I'll go ahead and pray for her. Let me just wash this down or choke again. All right, you ready, Nene? Yes, I am. All right. All right. Heavenly Father, this morning we lift Renee up to you. Today you know everything that she has need of. You know that she desires sincerely to walk with you and to do your will and to hear your voice more clearly. We just ask that you just come in right now and do whatever needs to be done in her life. We ask that you just take inventory inside of her. You know all the things that are resonating and residing inside of each one of us. You know what needs to be done. You know what needs to be kept. You know what needs to be cast aside. So we ask that you just come in and do the house cleaning and that you just give her your heart and your spirit. Just allow her to hear from you better and better and with more clarity every single day so that she is clear on what it is that you would have for her to do. We just ask that you continue that you continue to instill in her a desire to want to walk with you and that that desire will never wane or grow weak. We just ask that you just continue to make her a pillar of her family, someone that people can come to, someone that that they can confide in, someone that they can trust. We just ask that you continue to do the mighty work that you are doing in her life and that no matter what others may say, whether or not they understand her walk, whether or not they understand why she may speak a certain way or not speak a certain way or or live her life a certain way, we just ask that you just give her the strength to stand strong and continue to show people the light that she is for you, oh God, and that as she walks along her path, as she walks along her way and her road toward her destiny in you, that she is able to be a light and pull people into her like moth to a flame, oh God. So we just ask today that you continue to pour your blessings down upon her, that you continue to pour your blessings down upon her family, all of her seven degrees of separation, and that you just let her light continue to shine. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. Amen. Right, all right. Felicia? I'm not. Felicia? 
Felicia, you're back. Okay, Sam, are you here or Erica? Nope. All right. I'm about to, I'll do it um, because I think that Sam had – that's okay. I'm going to – I'll do it. All right, all right. You ready, girlfriend? Yes, ma'am. Uh, all right. Father God in heaven, Father God in heaven, we lift Felicia before you today. Your daughter, our sister Felicia, you have just touched her life in so many ways, oh God. You have just really done a mighty work in her, a work that we can all see, a work that we can all hear um, across the line. We just thank you for her growth today. We thank you for her growth. We thank you for her increasing boldness and courage to walk in you. We thank you for the wisdom that it is very obvious that you are um, implanting and growing up inside of her. We thank you for her motherhood, for her gentleness. Um, We just thank you for her kind tongue that um, can cut you and you don't even know you're being cut, oh God. We just thank you for her life and we thank you for all that you are doing in it and all of the lives that are being touched just by her very existence, oh God. And so we just ask that you um, today continue to anoint her, continue to anoint her life, continue to lead her down the path um, into her assignment, her purpose, and her destiny in you. We just ask that you just stir up her gifts and just bring them to surface, just keep stirring them up, keep agitating them so that they just come to surface and you just continue to give her the strength and the courage to walk boldly in you and walk boldly in her gifts and in her talents. And we just ask that you just touch right now anything that she lays her hands upon so that all of her desires and wishes um, in you will come true and that her life just continues to be a light unto the world and that the things, her school that she wants, that we ask that you just bless that, oh, God, that you just let her not faint. Don't let her be afraid. Don't let, um, you know, her herself get in the way of herself in terms of that particular ministry because there is a need for it. And there are people who are going to be watching her. There are people who are watching her right now to see what she's going to do. She's got children at home who are watching her. So we just ask that you just touch her life to be a light so that she just walks again boldly and courageously in what it is that you would have for her to do so that many, many, many will be blessed at her feet. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Right. Um, I'm not sure if Erica is on the line right now, but Felicia, can you please pray for Erica just in case she's on and can't, you know, hear? And then we just need to pray for her anyway, even if she's not on the line. Okay. All right. Uh, Precious Lord, our Savior our way maker, our provider. Uh, You have made Erica the minister of mental health. And so, Lord, that burden alone is enough to cause anyone 
to buckle. Anyone to to be weighed down, to have the burdens of others' um, issues and situations and circumstances to be put on their shoulders. But you made her the way she is, Father God. You knew from the time that she was born every situation, every circumstance that she would go through. And that's why you have led her down the path to be the one who is the minister of mental health. And so, Father God, as she goes through her ministry, for the mental health of ministers who are standing on the front line and speaking in truth, for the laymen who are who, who are here, even on this line, Father God, who are dealing with issues and circumstances, even as she ministers to those on her job, Father God, cover her mind, O oh Lord, cover her spirit, so that it will not affect her. Let her yes. pass yes. yes. of God that comes yes. upon her. Let her yes. be able to transfer the weight from the person who she's ministering to unto you and not hold it onto herself. And, Father God, let her be able to put down the, the position, the ministry, where she goes home. Let it be able to be left at the door and not come in her home, Father God. We cover her house. That is her sanctuary. That is her sanctuary unto herself and unto you, O oh God. Help her to cover herself and her children and her home under the blood. So when she walks in the house, she shall walk into peace. When she walks in the house, she shall walk into tranquility. There should be no there should be no uh, abrasiveness in her house. There should be no discontent in her house, Father God. Even at the even at the point of disagreements between children and and friends or whoever, Father God, let it be a quick turnaround, Father God, so that she can at least have one place in her in her life, Father God. This one place that is her sanctuary that no one can affect. No man, no woman, no child, Father, but it's your place as well. So go in and dwell and let your spirit take over, Father God. Revive the house to be a house of, of the Lord, Father God, so that whoever walks in, they walk into peace. They might be coming in to cause transgression. They might be coming in to cause havoc. But whatever spirit, whatever whatever evil intent will be canceled the minute they walk over her threshold, Father. And we thank you. Let's over and keep her in her finances and in her house. We speak that no weapon formed against her shall prosper. And no weapon, no tongue that tries to do evil in witchcraft or in in um, in deed to try to come against her name shall prosper, and it shall come back unto them as you see fit. And we thank you, O Lord, for your grace and mercy that you shine upon her daily. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Yes. 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 All right, yeah. I'm gonna say it again one more time. Yes, and she she um heard that she got that. Amen. Eric, yeah, Eric, because she texted me. So Erica, that was before you had sent the text. We I think she had already started, but maybe she's not.
Okay. Amen. All right. Okay. Um, Alicia, so that was Erica. Um, anybody else? Is there anybody else on the line who maybe has not um, stated that they're here who would like prayer before we? Sam, are you here? No. Okay. Felicia, would you mind praying for Sam? Then I'll just go last. Okay. And then, because I'm, I'm, um, I have to go to work soon, so that's I, I'm a little, you know, not able to concentrate on this the way I need to. Um, right now, I'm sorry because I'm trying to go to work and have to take Marissa to get, you know, her oral surgery and all this stuff is going on. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Thank you. So, Father, we thank you for this line. We thank you for the sacrifices that are made daily for to to say by Sam to to mediate this call to come and and share what you have said through him and to also be obedient to encourage and to pray for us and teach us and guide us as you see fit. Father, we pray for Sam right now that you are making a way for him. And Father, we just ask that the way be made easy and be made manifest for his good and for your glory. What is that? Um, hold on one second. What is that? Yes. Okay. And Lord, we just ask that you will continue to bless Sam and put and apply as he applies everything that you see, everything that he sees and hears you tell him to do. Lord, in his prayers, um, help him to be more specific in his requests towards you so that you can give the optimum blessings to him, Father God, because there's so much that you want to give to him. There's so much that you want to do for him and through him. And so, Father God, guide him in his prayers so that you can, you know, you all, you said in your word, I search for one man. And you, everyone here is trying to be submissive. Everyone here is trying to be open and hear your voice. But he hears your voice clear, Father God. So help him to speak and pray if he needs to cover him, his family, his seven degrees of separation from all hurt, harm, and danger from the wiles and snares of the enemy. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. May I also pray? I'd like to pray for, um, because I I don't know what you call yourself, but I guess I would say the people from Illinois. (laughs) Prayer. Well, it's called Prayer Shifting Ministries. Prayer Shifting. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this group of wonderful people who meet together and seek your will and uh, desire for the the best um, for each other and um, for the community at large um, of your people. And uh, thank you, Father, for this opportunity that uh, you gave me. And um, a blessing from these people and the prayer and the prayer for me. And um uh but I just I just pray that uh even as um the prayers have gone out for others that they're multiplied back and blessing towards each of these people and uh and um I thank you for watching over them for good 
and uh, that goodness and mercy follow us wherever we go. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. It's so glad that you felt comfortable enough to do that. I so needed thank you. you. Mm. Yes, we just we we thank you so much for that. We, we truly do. And we're glad that you called in for the line this morning and, you know, we just hope that in some small way that you've been served today because that's what we we strive to do. We're just a, a group of perfectly imperfect people who are just, you know, trying to follow God and lift each other up and, and pray together and encourage one another. Hallelujah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay, so we got, all right, once again, got anybody, anybody that we missed, anybody on mute that we, hmm, all right, well, if someone would like to pray for me, then uh, as Sam says, we can get out of here. All right, Father God, we come for Lisa. We come for her because you have given her the vision for this call today, Father God. We thank you for the word that has gone forth. We thank you for the the knowledge and wisdom that you have um, blessed us with through her teaching today. Father, we ask that as she goes forward and all that you have, have placed into her hand, that your will be done in her life, oh God, that your will be done. Show her. You, you've given her the vision to teach as well, Father God. You've given her the re, the the um the unction to 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 be for the kids and to show them the better the better way to be entrepreneurs and to be business minded. And you've given her a love of the children, Father God. And so, with that love, oh God, we ask that you will continue to bless her and show her how to get the provision to um to fund. And and to do the have the funding to do all, excuse me, that you have called her to do, and Father, we ask that you will bless her and her family, and her seven degrees of separation, keeping them from all hurt, harm, and danger. Seeing them in go go before her today, give her traveling mercy until she comes home. Watch over her daughter as she goes through oral surgery, and Lord, just just give her peace of mind so that she can hear your voice clearly and without without any distractions. In the issue of memory, pray. Amen. Oh, uh, oral surgery? Oh, my God. So we're both dealing with that. There's a website, and um, my daughter said uh, it would be fermented cod liver oil is good. And, hmm. um, and if you ever heard of uh, oil pulling, uh, like first thing in the morning, 20 minutes, uh, a tablespoon of coconut oil, or there's others too. You can Google it or whatever. But um, and she told me a lot of other stuff. There's a website. Uh, one of the things is too much grain, obviously sugar, um, and and it's better. You know those things aren't good, and it's better to use minerals um, and have good sunshine. You know vitamin D, in other words. Um, 
I don't know the website, though, because I, I haven't looked it up yet. But good luck. I mean, good luck. I mean, uh, all the best. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, and uh, are there any final comments, questions about anything? Anything? Everybody okay? All right. Well, with that, I bid everyone a fond adieu and pray that everyone has a most productive and successful day. Until we speak again, God bless y'all, and I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it. All right. Have a great day. All right, y'all too. Okay, bye bye. Okay, Laura. We use these three walls. Hello? Hello?
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.